his own friends, Ben Weber here. When someone famous passes, I I don't know, I don't usually have a huge connection, but there's something about David Bowie that is a big loss, but a a huge boon, sort of all of the love and the, the music sharing and the photos. The world feels like it's coming together to celebrate this benevolent force, this deity. Um, I, I have a hard time even feeling entitled to celebrate him, to mourn him. I didn't know him. I saw him in concert once at Milwaukee with my friend Lisa uh, in 2004. It was unbelievable. I watched Gil- Velvet Goldmine uh, with my, my first love, Kelsey. Um, and it, watching that movie, I don't know, just sort of profoundly ushered in my sexual awakening. Like, I I understood what it meant to be a sexual being because of watching Velvet Goldmine. And that that fire has really never been extinguished. Um, so, so, David Bowie, rest in power. We all miss you a lot. Uh, thank you for all of your gifts. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to to watching your your legacy blossom and and watch all of the the artists that you inspire throughout the rest of time. On the show today, Skylar Sullivan. I had the privilege of going to San Diego, where he resides now. I've known Skylar since I was 18 years old, when I first moved to New York City from Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. I'm an only child. I don't have uh any siblings obviously and i am i'm constantly working at building my my chosen family and i have to tell you that skylar feels very much like a brother to me and i'm so grateful to know him i'm so grateful that i i got to be in his ohio street bungalow um i have a peanut here with me peanut the cat uh, we're in the we're in the dining room. She's on the dining room table where all of the cozy zone audio setup is. I have a a jumble of cords. I have a beautiful note from Nicolette. I have a, a card from Nicolette. I have ah here we go. Here's here's Peanut's uh, punishing spray. I'm sorry, Peanut. I'm gonna have to punish you on air. Yeah, we're there. You guys, a spritzer. She's she's exunted. Skylar, I love you so much. Thank you for spending the time to be with me, to chat with me, to be candid with me. Um, We miss you. We miss you in New York City. We miss you at Langley. I need to share a very important aside. So right after we concluded our Cozy Zone recording, Skylar invited me to partake in a ritual that he has done uh, throughout his, his life, something called a floor show in which you put on a song, uh, any song, and you do a solo live music video to this song. You can either request a song or, which I think is is more uh, beautiful, is you have no idea what song uh, 
uh, you're going to perform, uh, you just do any random song. And I, I don't even know the two songs that we did. There was one, uh, Skylar's song was by some, some lady diva, and I, I did a, maybe a Counting Crows song. I don't, I don't know music very well, but I do know David Bowie, and I love you, and I miss you. Um, so what's amazing about a floor show is you, you know, you, you are, are asked to let something out. You're asked to express something. And it is this unbelievably liberating, enticing, freeing experience. And so my song came on and I had this, this, this inspiration. Uh, I was in his living room and in a mantelpiece with all of his holiday cards and throughout the the song, I, I took this this long festive branch that he had on his mantelpiece. I grabbed it, and using this this festive branch, I knocked over all of the holiday cards onto the floor in a very you know a dastardly, poetic, naughty act. And as the the song progressed, uh, and seeking redemption in the narrative, I I one by one replaced all of these fallen holiday cards and arranged his living room back. Um, I think I used some sort of jelly or something. Peanut, peanuts back. Um, and uh, and Skyler, Skyler is a, a beautifully talented, majestic performer. Um, you'll hear I, I met him in a, in a mime, mime class. Um, and during his his Lady Diva song, you know, he just he stretches his body and moves his body in the most poetic, gorgeous way. I, I am constantly awed by his capacity as a performer, by the expressiveness of his body, and it was it was truly a moving sight to behold, this this improvised floor show, this beautiful expression of his body. So friends, if you get a chance be it at a party, be it on stage, put on a random song and move your body to express something, express something you need to, to the music, make a solo music video. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you, Skylar, for sharing. Now back to the show. Um, friends, check out the Cozy Zone Foundation on Facebook. Like us. Like it. Check out at Cozy Zones on Twitter. Ben Weber Projects on Instagram, BenWeberProjects.com on the intro net. Without further ado, please enjoy episode 37, Skylar Sullivan in his Ohio Street bungalow. Oh, I think I know what you're going to ask. Is this you? Is this you on this glass here, Skytown? Um, I can neither confirm or deny that okay. without the approval of the secretary. Okay. Okay. So we're going to, it's going to be like this. Right. <laughs> it's going to be dragging, dragging the information out of you. Yeah. Dragging. I'm afraid I can't talk about that either. Okay. okay. Awesome. This is, so, so this is an exclusive. So that, thank you. That's yeah. our cozy zone. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Skyler. Um, <laughs> wow. Look at the cloud. Look, there's a hummingbird. Where? Oh, you'll see him. Just keep your eyes. Oh, I see him. I see him. He's on. He's perching. He's, I never he's trying to figure out what we're doing. That, that's the new Russian MIG. Okay. In the story. Okay, Russian MIG. Uh, and this is that's Maverick over there. Maverick. He's uh Does he have a ghost or is it is that his friend? Is that Maverick's friend? Ghost? You're thinking of Goose. Goose. Goose? Goose, yeah. I'm thinking of Goose. Val Kilmer? 
Yeah. Oh no, he's uh, Iceman. Iceman. Man, it's been a while since I've seen yeah, him. Yeah, me, man, yeah. Um. Okay, so there's a hummingbird per- perched on a on a power wire. So you have two feeders. One filled with a sugary liquid, presumably. Yep. To to replicate nectar. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is seeds. But I'll have to, I have to tell you about that other feeder. Um, has never been been visited by a bird. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? So wait, are we rolling now? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I went out and preemptively bought some seed, just because I thought I knew everything, and it's <laughs> apparently it's too small <laughs> or too big to fit through the the netting. Okay. So uh, <laughs> it's never been used, and, so the and it's been up there for about six months, okay. and I've never taken it down. Oh, man. The birds can't get to they the seed. I've even tried shaking it <laughs> all over the place, leaving <laughs> breadcrumbs, and uh, Matt's on me all the time. My husband always tells me to go and get the right seed for it. But yeah, someday. I don't, I don't listen very well. That's all right. Um, Skyler, what an honor. What an honor to be here. I'm I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm a little nervous, frankly. I want to get this right. You know what I mean? I had the same thought. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm sure it's going to be great. Welcome uh, welcome to the Ohio Street Bungalow. Thank you. Yeah, this is beautiful. So, yeah, so we're in San Diego right now. We're, what neighborhood are we in? This is North Park. Okay. Welcome. Uh, it's so nice to see <coughs> a familiar face from the East Coast. Yeah, it's so nice to be here, Skyler. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. We're sitting on the, on the front patio. Um, it's a beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah, lo- some clouds. I see a palm tree and a pine tree of sorts. So there's a lot of different climates and foliages and plant life here. Can I, there's a bit of the trickling fountain. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I am honored to be here, Ben, and uh, I'm a big Cozy Zone fan. Thanks. And uh, I was honored to be asked. Oh my God, it's it's mutual. It's so it's so lucky that uh, you're doing this. I have so many, so many things to talk to you about. I know, and I haven't seen you in a while, so I'm not. We should just start somewhere. Oh God, I want to know. I want to know about your beard. <laughs> You're you have you have a you have a half beard, dappled with gray. I know. I've never seen Who you knew? with this beard. What's going on? Well, I uh, was cast in a Paula Vogel play called A Civil War Christmas, where I play Abe Lincoln. So it's and, a Lincoln uh, beard. This is a Lincoln beard. Although nowadays, with all the beards going around, uh, no one think no one looks twice at it, or, or yeah. it's not it's not strange or weird, which yeah. uh, is just something, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I think that's nice, but but when you how do you Lincoln it up? I guess I'm gonna see the show, yes. which is great. I'm so excited to see you in I, it. I can't wait for you to see it. Yeah. Um, what's the question? How do I Lincoln it up? That's right. You know, Lincoln's <laughs> tricky. I don't know. Sometimes when you have a chance to play a, a really iconic role, it can mess with you a bit. And uh, I kind of had, had to do a bunch of research, try some stuff out, try it again, try it again. And the rehearsal process for the show was extremely short. So we only rehearsed the show for eight days. Wow. So it's a it's a full two-act play with a score about an inch thick. Oh, my God. And in, in eight days. So I feel like I've just recently, we've been open since December 3rd. 13th I think I think just in the past couple shows I find I think I got it awesome so it's it's was weird to give myself that permission to fail that many times in front of an audience and just say 
it's a process. You know, the critics had some things to say about it, which I told myself I wasn't going to read the reviews, but I wasn't strong enough to resist. So you read them? I did. Oh, God. And yeah. I haven't read them. Then I, they it's better you don't. Yeah, I won't. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> I won't. But Do they say you didn't get it yet? They like they knew it was like this. We know Lincoln's in him. We know it's in him, but it we're not not tonight. Stick with it. No, four out of five were very very good. Oh good. One one uh, thorn in the side. Oh as they say. no. But it was an early show. Okay. Anyhow, so yes, Lincoln. It's been a pleasure to work with this cast and uh, and bring uh, a really uh, resonant story that you know set in. 1864 that is still so prevalent today and I'm happy to share it and it's an honor to do it. I spoke to you yesterday and like the this sort of there was a, a giddiness in your voice like you were super jazzed like you were saying that it was like the first time that you had kind of gotten your mind around the role and I'm wondering if if you were giddy sort of in that actor's discovery. Yeah, I think I spoke to you ju- as soon as I got off stage yesterday. Yeah, and it was a, it was a, gr- it was a. Gr- I had a great day yesterday, and it, it started with, with yoga, and then mm-hmm. to the show, and I had never practiced that close to the show, and I think it got me in a different place. That's awesome. I kind of, I was relaxed yet energized, and I don't know. I usually practice in the morning right when I get up, so, uh, I think that had to do with it, and I just, I don't know, something clicked, something, I got out of s- my own way in, in a in a different, thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Like what and what did it feel like if you if you could describe the feeling of finding it's, this role? It's kind of that moment when you when you work on something and you put all the different pieces of it together and some of them work on here and there and then you try to fix something but something else falls off the back of the wagon mm. and you know it's sort of there's a lot of metaphors you could use but it's I don't know there was just something about kind of feeling like every little piece of the clock cog geared um was clicking away that's awesome yeah we're sitting in these adirondack chairs yeah pretty cool mine's red yours is gray green mm. gray green green gray green green gray that's yeah it's really comfy i have a, a little thing for my feet i'm putting my feet up there now yeah relax feeling cozy i mean the thing that i that's that's on my mind now is of course the American mime theater. I mean <laughs> we have to we have to cast the net way back. Yeah. Well to tell your cozy zoners how this all started. Well this is yeah, that's the thing. Like so we met we met my first year in New York City. I was eighteen years old. I'd come to New York um with a dream of being like a, a performance artist. That was my like I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to go to NYU. I'm not going to get, like, my BFA in theater. Like, I love theater. I've been doing a lot of acting. But I'm going to I'm gonna figure out what, what it means to be, like, non-traditional performer, perhaps. So what did that what did that look like in your mind? Did you have a piece well, of, of performance theater art that you kind of were envisioning at that point? I or? mean, you know, I had been dabbling in high school. Like, some buddies of mine had, like, put together some... Uh, some perform like we we did we did an independent study in performance art, um, mainly sort of driven by me and my vision. It was just it was basically like really really weird sketch comedy. So I guess like um, you know we we had this 
this piece where we like had turtlenecks and we pulled the turtlenecks over our heads and and we put like we broke a little round mirror out of like a hand mirror and so we put like we became these like mirror face creatures do you have any of this on tape no none of it is on tape yeah maybe we or you should recreate i think i think these need to be remounted i need to speak to my friend paul about like remounting say yes (laughs) paul's gonna say yes or he's gonna have to deal with me yeah um and we that we had this thing where we bounced balloons and i had these other like failed uh, or things that we like didn't had in our pocket but we didn't perform um but i guess like i guess i was thinking of like well what tools do i need to be like the performer i want to be and like i've always dreamed about being a mime being a physical performer and I wasn't in like a conservatory program, so I was like, okay, let me look around and see if there's like a mime class. So on the internet, I I found the American <laughs> Mime Theater Their website's a joke. Yeah, check um, it out, Cozy Zoners. Check yeah, it out maybe AmericanMimeTheater.org. It's a honey of a website. <laughs> maybe they've worked on it. I don't. Know. I haven't visited it in a while. No, nope, they haven't. But so you know, I got to sit in on a class, and that was really great. Before I I took the plunge. And um, so wait, I have to back you up. Yeah. So you just went in, went online and found American Mime Theater mm-hmm. and just contacted them and said, I want to come take a class. Mm-hmm. And then they put you through the motions. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm always interested to hear how people find their way through the doors of the American Mime Theater. Yeah. Um, Go- I, yeah. I spent uh, I spent four years there as a company member. That is amazing. Four and, years. Uh, I think I had been there maybe a solid year before you stepped through the threshold. I don't know. I'd have to really think about the timing of that. Wow. But in walked little Ben Weber. That's right. Um, I'm. How did you find it? Uh, I'll get to me walking in, but I want to know how. Yeah, I'd love to hear your first thoughts on what you saw. Oh, well, I'll tell you. So you walk in and Wait, it's... Wait, maybe we should explain a little bit about what this is to well, give the, some context. I feel, like what, I feel like my first vision might give a little bit of a... Okay, of go. ...paint a picture. So so I, there's like... Uh, there's There's two two places for sitting in like sort of the the main training room or what is it called the, the studio the studio or the, the floor the floor yeah and um i'm sitting in one of the places and the the meister of the american mime forum the founder of, the, of this theater um and the i guess the the alchemist who who developed this specific form of mime paul j curtis was sitting in the other chair he's a big man big loud man um I don't know who he reminds me of. Uh, who is he? Like, he, he reminds me of some, like, old movie star or, like... Uh, like an angry, fatter Charlton Heston? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But an- much angrier. Much angrier. I don't know how angry Charlton Heston was, but... Well, yeah, I don't know. He seemed, he probably he probably was not so angry. No. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wager that Paul J. Curtis was a bit more angry. And, he, and Paul J. Curtis has passed, I should mention. He so. has. So we'll have a, we'll have a moment of mind silence for Paul. Yeah. So these these beautiful unitarded bodies are warming up on the floor. Everyone's in a black uni and these these capizio soft dance shoes, and everyone's doing their little warm ups. Um, there's you know some there, people all shapes and sizes are there, young and old. Um, some old ladies. Um, some, you know, like one pretty, maybe t- like two pretty ladies and some like long, tall, 
gentlemen. Um, I guess you and Doug. Yeah. Very, very striking. Um, and you know, your, your, uh, genitals are, are tightly wrapped in dance mm-hmm. belts and you're getting ready, um, warming up and it's a very, like very serious warm up. and I'm watching this and then it, it becomes, uh, time to begin class and you guys get into your dance line. Um, and there's a very regimented warm up. I, I don't remember all of it and it, it yeah, it's called the prep, the prep, um, and do you go through the positions in the prep? Like what are, I forget. No, now this is, it's been a while since I thought of this, Yeah. but, uh, what you were describing before we started was called the pre prep. Right. And that was a chance to go through the evening <coughs> evenings roster of events and exercises quickly. And it's kind of like marking through a show mm-hmm. and then the class. Now, one thing I will say about the American mind theater and a lot of it was crazy. A lot of it was unstable and, and sort of, What's the word? Harmful. Harmful. Artistically. <laughs> That's good. But there That's were good. many things that came out of it that were amazing. Yeah. And one was that no matter what was happening in the world or uh, in that room, at 6 o'clock on Wednesday night, that class would start. And it was a ritual of sorts. Yeah. And uh, if Paul J. Curtis, if his entire canon is lost in 50 years, if if the prep survives, the prep was pretty cool. Yeah. In about 17 minutes, it was a complete physical, mental, and emotional preparation to go on stage. Yeah. And that was cool. Yeah. And that was the first part of class. Yeah. Super cool. And uh, so you go through the, the various American mime foot positions, I think, in the prep. I don't remember. No, I'm the prep is these short bits of, like, you have uh, one minute to, uh, to you literally had 60 seconds to start sweating. That was the goal. Mm. So in 60 seconds, you had to come up with something to do physically that would produce the result of um. sweating in less than a minute. And another parameter on that is you could only move 60% of the time. <laughs> so out of uh, 60 seconds, you only had 40 of those seconds. The other 20 would be in stillness. I think I, fr- I think I never knew that or maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, I mean, so it's like, it's cool and it's possible, but yeah. it, it's one of those things you have to keep working at and, you know, and he would come by and he would touch your forehead. Mm. And if you, if you didn't have sweat beating on your forehead after that 60 seconds, he pretty much would look at you and, and be thinking, fuck you. Yeah. You're, fu- you're fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you come out here with your genitals t- tightly wound yeah. and dance around for me. So, okay, so so can you can you take us through the prep, like what you remember from the prep? Because I like I don't remember it, and I don't think it was ever. I don't know if I even understood what was happening. Yes, the prep uh, we started in a circle, and we uh, we all greeted each other oh, visually. That's right, and we bowed to one another. That's right, and that was a way to sort of get cohesion, as mm-hmm. he would say, as sort of as an ensemble. Yeah, and that's that was right. pretty cool. That it was, was all, cool. All very uh, formalized, using moving in and out of tension. Mm-hmm being very aware of the lines that you're creating from everything I'm about to say. Yeah. Then we moved on to uh, animation, which was what I just described. Animation. Yeah, I think it's coming back to me now. Yeah. Uh, and then we, uh, then we read the journal. There was a scribe for each class oh that God. took notes on the class, and the highlights uh, were read aloud, and those were also very timed. Everything was timed to the, it was like live TV. Yeah. It was like to the second. And if you went over, he would yell at you. Uh, aggressively, yeah, <laughs> and get personal <laughs> and get personal about lots of stuff. But even in his abuse, verbally and physically, 
it was never, it, you know, I, I say it was personal, but at the end of the time, he would shake it all off and he would pat you on the back and he'd go, oh, Skyler, uh, good class, good class. See you again. And it was kind of this weird, abusive grandfather. Yeah. So, so abusive. I ne- I could never handle it. No? I never could. Did, did he make you cry ever? No. He made a lot of people cry in that room. He didn't make me cry. But that's okay. Crying's good. Yeah, I would love to cry. Yeah, it's a good release. I'm, I'm in the market for some crying. Really? This is, yeah. Well, I sh- maybe I should have brought some, you know, anything can happen here. Yeah. I'm I'm open to it. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, that's where I met Ben. I can't believe it. Yeah. And so then, I, you know, I watched this and then, so I was like, yeah, I'll do this. And then there's moving to words. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good one. Moving to words is good. Anyway, so I just blew the rest of the prep off. Right. Sorry. I uh, know. But we have a lot to discuss. Yeah, So basically, there was a series <laughs> of short exercises, like some physical, some mental, some spiritual, to kind of get you in this in, enlightened ready state yeah. and then we would start class so then we would have moving to words where yeah. Paul would say a word and you'd move around and interpret that and then there was a technique which is what you're talking about with all the positions mm. and the jumps and the falls and yeah. the rolls and the ba- very balletic aggressive it was kind of like he took ballet and, and the army <laughs> and theater and came up with a new form yeah but also yeah yeah no I think that's exactly so he was right. like he's like a weird artistic drill sergeant who by the way used to work with the Berlin the Berliner ensemble Who's that? Paul J. Curtis. Who's the Berliner Ensemble? The Berliner, Berliner Ensemble? I'm, I'm quoting it wrong. That's terrible. Um, it's the Brecht and all of his folks. Oh, shit. Yeah. He oh, used wow. To, he, he has like a crazy yeah, cause history. He, of didn't he, like, was he contemporary of Marcel Marceau? Or he, like, he was like right behind him? And like, he has the weight of, he had like the weight of the world on his shoulders. Like He thought so, yeah. yeah. He, he did go to Paris and study for a short time. And he was in Germany and, and basically came back and blended a few different forms. Yeah. Um, and there we were. Yeah. And, and the company had been in operation for f- something like 47 years when yeah. I got there. Yeah. And he'd run it the whole time. And then. And then you walked through the door. Yeah. So I walked through the door and I was like, hell yes, I'm doing this. I love this movement to words. Like this seems like I want this guy's approval, like, and I'm going to get it. And so then I, I went to Capizio, bought my unitard, got my dance belt, got my footies. Do you still have all that stuff? I still do. I still do. So do I. Yeah, I definitely do. When's the last time you put it on? <sighs> I feel, I don't know, uh, not too long ago. I feel like maybe a year ago. There's a big okay. hole in the crotch. There usually was. Up in my unitard, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the toes would always blow out, too. We had to keep selling the toes. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. But it didn't especially matter because you were always wearing the footies. That's true. But he probably... I could feel it, though. I'm, I'm yeah. very sensitive. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. That's actually where I learned how to sew. I was fixing that thing every other week. Yeah. Because you'd make you slide across this gnarly <laughs> floor and you'd get a big runner <laughs> and you uni and then he'd yell at you for having a hole. Yeah, yeah. Close up that hole. Yeah. And so, you know, the thing is, like, sort of in in my more recent, like, pedagogical studies, you know, how to be a teacher, you know, it's it's pretty important to, like, clue people in on, like, what we're doing. Like, you want to give people as much information as you have so that they can feel, like sort of ownership and entitlement to the experience that they're they're getting. But what was unique about the American Mime Theater is like there was no one ever told me any of the things I was supposed to be doing. So like I would be in the circle, you know, and we'd be looking at each other and Skyler was always very good at like his, you know, <laughs> beginning and ending tension and his lines. It was, and and <laughs> it was very it was very you were excellent. You were excellent. Thank I, you. Yeah, I was very impressed. Um and I 
you know, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. I sort of tried to emulate it. Um, Ursula was always there giving me a big smile. Yeah, I wonder what those folks are up to. Yeah, I loved Ursula. Yeah, it was a strange little club of art and movement and yeah and weirdness. Yeah, and and the way that you learned, the way that I learned was by getting like yelled at unbelievably. Yeah, yeah. What do you what did you take away from that? I mean, what did you were there was like six months or something? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, something like that. I took away this idea of like r- like uh, like how much work it takes to be genuine or sort of like that being genuine or acting in it from a genuine place is a muscle that you can develop Mm. because that's cool. Like, I think like he would yell at me, like I would maybe make a weird face or like, you know, he was very concerned (laughs) that like, even with all of these like physical constraints that you were being truthful and you were being honest and he would yell at you if he saw you were not. And, like, that I think I still think about, like, remembering what being honest felt like in my body and mm-hmm. when, like, when I wasn't. And, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I try to, you know, remember that. It takes, like, a lot of work. But I think that is the, that's the big thing that I huh. still that's remember. Awesome. Yeah. That's a good lesson. Yeah. I took, I took a few things away from there. Um, I think he, re- he really taught me how to think with my body and let the brain... If if need be, take a take a back seat mm-hmm. and just let let that physical lead or tell. Mm. Um, and I got very aware of of the lines and what you know all of that stuff. So I still take some. Of, I still use some of that today. Absolutely, when I step on stage, there's things that that that, that man taught me that I still use. Yeah. But um, but I had to unlearn a lot of it because, as any artist knows, tension is pretty much the. That the poison to the craft, so right. moving in and out of that much tension. Right. He doesn't really. There was never part of that. Uh, his lessons that were about at the end of that to release any of that. So that right. was sort of, and I didn't really know how to do that at that point. Mm. So, um, even though it was a, a beautiful thing to be a part of, and uh, but yeah, some of it had to be unlearned. The breathing too, you know, releasing all of those muscles around the diaphragm and the, and the ribs, all were so held for yeah. that work. So right, was, right. There was a lot of things that had to be learned. That's and right. Learned. Yeah, because yeah, they, you have to. Because it's all about line. Oh yeah, if and you saw you breathing ever, it was get off the fucking floor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember any of his abusive things he used to say to you? Uh, yeah, the my the the one that I can't unremember is uh, his conversation about like dressing down. I think I told you about this. I don't know about that. Well, so like you know, I I'm I'm not exactly sure what the proper way to put your penis oh. in a dance belt is. I guess I like. Do you put it up? Like I think it depends on the equipment you're dealing okay. with. Okay. Uh, so let's so let's say how about how do you how do you uh, cinch your? I would go down. On you would a dance go down. Belt. Yeah, I also would. Otherwise, it it might look like a. I don't know. <laughs> A little, a little friend. Yeah. Versus like, like a, a oh, ballet. This, yeah. Junk pouch. Right, right. Which is th- what we're going for. You <laughs> so know? he told you to go down. Well, he told me I think to go up. I don't know. Really? What? He, but he, anyway, like think, he was commenting on how I had packaged it, and like you know, he was just like you know, you got to make sure your cock is up, or else you're gonna smash it on the floor. Like we were lying face down, <laughs> and I was just like, oh fuck, this is so embarrassing. I don't know. I think it, it might be different for everybody because you know. We all pieces are different. Absolutely, and, and uh, some people's uh, testicles react differently to 
all sorts of things. Absolutely, yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like you put things, you know. It seemed to look a little more aesthetically pleasing down because it was sort of more like. A, yeah, it's a. It's a. Otherwise, you have like orb. more shapes and yeah, things. Yeah, totally, on. totally. Um, um, wow. So he. So he told he gave me some like strange feedback about my my crotch shapes. Interesting. And w- like, you know, it felt very vulnerable. Huh. Dressing down, he called it. Dressing which I, down. Yeah. Well, great. Yeah. Well, now I know. And how about how about you? What uh, what were some some pearls? Um. Well, I'll precursor precursor that. Mm-hmm. I will. Is that the right word? Uh, I get you. Hmm. Um. I'm not sure what I'm talking about. The, I will begin by saying that this this is a little more about who this man was artistically. We worked on one of the pieces of the repertory. He yeah. had a, a series of about 12 to 16 pieces of repertory that were created in the 70s. And they toured the, the world, as the story goes, in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, and it was a, a play called uh, Lovers, in which... I don't know if you ever saw that one. I, I'm not sure. Uh, you probably didn't, because that's the end. I just ruined the ending of the story. But it was uh, two, two characters, a male and a female. Did you? Uh, who go through these very slow... Very, like literally, like I'm, I'm cozy zoners. I'm moving my hand about as slow as you can in a steady line. It goes that slow. So first, the the girl kind of comes out and she twists her torso around in a sexy way, and then my character sort of notices her. So it, it's kind of going back it's and so forth. So slow. Are you it's in masks? So slow. Yes, we are in bite masks. So you're, you're biting it against your face. Oh God. So not only like, and I'm like balanced on a knee and you're doing these crazy like ascensions and descensions oh, and this very slow dynamic oh my God. the whole time. And he said, always would say that the, 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 the point of this piece is to slow the audience's heart rate down almost to where they're sleeping, <laughs> which is a very strange direction to get because <laughs> you could look out from your mask and everyone's, <clears throat> no. Um, so we're slowing the, the heart rates down yeah. and then... Meanwhile, there's a third character in the background watching this whole sexy exchange. Uh, and then there's this one cool dynamic break in the piece where about three-quarters of the way through, uh, the uh, oh, uh, the witness, as it's called, uh, without a mask, uh, we notice him and we turn and we and then he puts his mask on and it's this big wah right in the middle of this piece and it's supposed to the audience is supposed to go, oh, you know, after falling asleep for three minutes or so. <laughs> And we rehearsed this play. We rehearsed this play for three years, Ben. I'm not even joking you. For three years. And and at this stage of the American Mime Theaters... It's about uh, a four-minute... It's about a six-minute piece. Okay, six-minute piece. Four four years. Oh, no, three years. Three years for six minutes. And every time we would have our yearly show at the the Donnell Library. That I did see. I might have seen it then. It's it's unlikely because the end of the story is when we came up to the fo- my fourth year in the theater. I said, Paul, you got to let us do this piece. We've been working on this, and I had done it. The girl character had switched three times in yeah. those three years. Oh, so yeah. we kept training new people. Yeah, training new people. Yeah, and he said after three three and a half years of study on that piece, he said, uh, No, it's not ready. Oh, God. So we we did perform it in a studio setting for some folks that very very small invited dress but it never actually got performed on a stage uh and that's that's kind of that's who this guy was so uh yeah he uh. had some very uh some of my favorite things he said to me was um you're moving like a fucking asshole <laughs> and 
My dead grandmother moves better than you. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't know if he chain smoked when you were there. He no. used to chain smoke too through our in sessions. The, in, oh yes, in the studio. No. Oh, oh yeah, chain smoke like old school, like chain smoking in rehearsal. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Uh, no, he I also was. Uh, we were trying to move in a staccato way, and yeah. he said, "That's about as staccato as a rubber dick." <laughs> I have actually have a notebook of full oh. of stuff he said that is uh, it's in New York. I left, oh, it, in, I left it in Brooklyn. Okay, um, oh. uh, but I, I'll have to open that up and send you a few more. Of those. Yeah, Anyways, please. That was a, 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 that was portion a of my life when I met Ben. Yeah, Weber. that was and that was very important. I think yeah, I, I stayed for six months, maybe a year, but I never I never made it to the company. Well, I was sad to see you go because yeah. uh, it was an awesome uh, very. We, strange friendship at that point but oh yeah i was i was sad to see you go because we needed some some younger blood in there because the members were either i was in my late 20s i think at that yeah. point they were either 20s or 60s yeah. somewhere between 60 and death yeah <laughs> um so i was sad vincent vincenz was vincenz he, he was good he was good he was younger i remember one time he ran he ran <laughs> do you, were you there for this no, oh no see see bennett Ben was there for the company classes, which mm-hmm. is 50% of what we did. Yeah. The other 50% is when we had rehearsals where we yeah. would actually work on them, which was, was the cool part. Yeah. That's when we actually worked on plays and yeah. it was rehearsal. That's cool. And one time this guy, Vinny Vincenzo, who I haven't seen or heard from, he went out to Cal, studied acting at Cal Arts, I think. Nice. And I'd have lost track. So Vinny Vincenzo, if anybody knows him, yeah. I forget his last name. Yeah, I don't. I never knew um, him. But yeah, Vinny Vincenzo. He ran off stage one day in the dark. Because it was a true blackout on that stage. Because if there was a peaky, a peaky stream of light anywhere, he'd yell at us. Oh, and don't sneeze, by the way. Either if if his ghost comes around, don't sneeze, don't swallow, don't breathe, because he'll let you have he'll let you have it. Uh, Vinny Vincenzo ran off the stage very quickly at the wrong time and the wrong trajectory and ran right into his head, right into a cast iron stool that was being rushed onto the stage <laughs> and in the dark you hear this bang ah oh, shit <laughs> in an environment where literally if you sneeze he would stop rehearsal and send you home so he goes turn the fucking lights on what was that and Vinny Vincenzo is bleeding from the head oh god oh god that was an oh. interesting day poor Vinny poor Vinny anyways that's the mime theater mime theater American mime and theater and then I didn't see your face again for years you know the next moment I'm about to mention I think so I had lost track of my friend Ben, and I, uh, I actually came to see one of your improv shows back when you were at NYU oh, as well. Oh, was it called da- Chuckle da- something? Danger Box. Danger Box. Chuckle something. Chuckle something. No, I'm thinking of something Jesus else. Jesus Christ. No. Danger Box. Danger I saw Box. That. Anyways, you did. And then many years passed, and uh, I was working uh, at the, at Langley. Oh yeah. Uh, working for the CIA. Mm-hmm. That's where we met. We well, we met again. Yes. I'm foreshadowing when you eventually arrived at Langley. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you've been working for Langley. I've, it, this makes nine years. Nine think, years at Langley. Eight or nine? Yeah. I forget. I this is my second that. second year. I have year, yeah. that with Signe. Yeah. Signe, Heidi, those are my my. Uh, oh, that's your cohort. Year. Yeah. Uh, there's a few others that still might be lurking around. Field agents, mind you. Yeah, field agents uh, at Langley. And I, w- I met a lovely director named Anna. Mm. And she was uh, she was she a part of Langley? Oh, sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She was a she was a field agent for Langley. Oh nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
She uh, we borrowed her over from MI6. Okay. Not, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. That's and, good. Uh, that's good. where that's we good. met, and she asked me to come on a covert op with her uh, at Governor's <laughs> Island, playing the role of uh, Professor Voland. Yes. In uh, the Master and Margarita. Yeah. Who was also Satan. Who was also Satan. Spoiler. Uh, again in a mask. Yeah. Paul's tra- tra- training really uh, gave me some some good ways into that character. You really, I mean, you really crushed it. You were thanks. You were fantastic. You're but, a fantastic. Performer. But when yeah. I arrived at the first read, uh, which I believe was on North Seventh Street in Williamsburg, a block from my old apartment. Is that right? Yeah, it was up on that oh, loft I remember. Space, yes, yes. My which we still have that lease on that place That's in Brooklyn. Great. That's uh, great. In Williamsburg. Uh, in case we ever find ourselves back in New York, which I'm sure we will at some point, uh, we I came to the door and there was Ben Weber, oh. and he, he was on this covert op as well, and uh, he, I forget who you were playing in this. Um, in this I play. had a few like sort of minor characters, yeah, I yeah. Don't. But there you were, and I, I I couldn't believe it, and and the fates had aligned for a second time, yeah, and we got a chance to work on a really cool play together. Yeah, it was great. The Master and Margarita. We can say I think the name of the play. I, I think I already did. Oh. Right, because you said Professor Volant. paying attention at home. Oh, God. But, yeah, Master Margarita covered up. Um, and we took it to Governor's Island for part of the fest- arts Figment, festival. Yeah, yeah, Figment Festival. It was cool. It was cool, yeah. And Rob Cohn was there. In Marbles. Mm-hmm. Johnny Marbs. And, and Brett. Brett Oresco. I enjoyed his cozy oh, zone. Oh, good, thank I you. I was jealous of all that delicious food at San Oh, yeah, it was reading. really good. Oh. Speaking of, we have uh, we have food for when, when it's appropriate. That's so nice. Yeah, I'm I'm... I'm ready whenever. Can wait forever. Okay. okay. Anyways, it was lovely to collaborate with you. It was. In a much more loving and nurturing environment. Yes. Yes. Um, Stephanie Bratnick, now lovely mm-hmm. mother of, of a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Who else was in that cast? Um, <clears throat> I see a couple of them pop up on... Um, Matt Dallow too. playing the accordion. Oh yeah, I enjoyed his musical uh, style. He's gonna be on a cruise, I guess. Cool. Uh huh. It all happened so fast. Yeah. And then after that, lost touch for a few years. Another couple of years net lost. Yeah. Um, and then. And then. And then I heard whisper of your name. Yeah, I I filed my application for Langley. For Langley. And you were accepted. Uh, yeah, my background check cleared. Um, I had to explain sort of a, you know, a, a troubling, the troubling. scare there with Paul Curtis yeah. and his communist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But then, uh, and then you became part of an awesome ensemble of people. Yes. Yeah. Then that's where we, we sort of were like, you know what, let's, let's shore this up. Oh yeah. We did a little improv back before Langley. We did oh, an Im- improv uh, improv rehearsal at your your place. That's true. We did. Yeah. So we did we did see each other a bit. But I would say that since you joined Langley, I feel that I've been able to get to know you and uh, can call you a real friend. Yes. Same. Yeah. And I miss you, and I miss everyone there so incredibly. Yeah. And uh, I'll try not to be too much of a downer about that, but it's a bi- it's been a big part of my. Uh, some of the sorrow that I've been feeling out here is just, it's such a great place and uh, does such great work and I miss it. Yeah. And I miss the people. Absolutely. I don't miss Josh Matthews at all though. No, fuck that guy. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck Josh. He's a scrappy little, I'm not even going to tell, I'm not even going to say it. Don't say it. I. He's also terrible at ping pong. Oh my God. Terrible. He was taught by a Russian. Mm. Anyways. Um, uh, we went to... 
the Museum of Sex together, me and Josh Matthews. Really? Recently. Yeah, and we went to the the bouncy bouncy boob castle. <laughs> it was really great. <laughs> wow, that sounds fun. Yeah, I I'd never had. You know, I think I think when you work at Langley, you get a lot of unique experiences, sort of outside of work. You know, and I totally. There was a there's an there's a few exhibitions there. Um, one was an interactive one, which was sort of like you're at a campsite, but um, there's like you can like be in this. There was a room filled with mist. This is the museum of sex. Yeah, and like you couldn't really. Br- I couldn't breathe very well, and you were supposed to like touch the walls. Um, and like, I like couldn't stand this like vapor that was in there. And I went in and the art guy was like, get in there and touch the walls. And I was like, I was like coughing and I was like, Oh God. So I, I was bullied back yeah. in. There was one where you could like, uh, press some pneumatic buttons and, uh, pictures of sex positions would, would come up on the walls. Hmm. Um, and then another one is there was a, 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 a woman figure, uh, created an astroturf and you were supposed to gently stroke her. And while she would sort of whisper terrifying things, huh. that was one exhibit. And then there was like, you know, just a general uh, hardcore images, like lost hardcore, like the first sort of hardcore images. And that was it. Sounds great. It was great. And it's interesting, I guess, to, to be next to Josh Matthews looking yeah. at like, you I know. Was, I was lying earlier. Um, I really like Josh. No, I, I know. Yeah. Hanging out with him is like, it's like gold. It is. The golden, golden child. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but I, um, yeah, I feel really lucky about the time that we spent together at Langley. We had some really cool. We did. We created some really cool things. Yeah. Some of the, I love, always loved your, um, uh, some of the installations that oh, you put in. Thanks uh, man. And some of the spaces there. Yeah. Uh, I always thought that was really cool and hadn't existed before you arrived. Yeah. In that same way. Yeah. So, uh, I've really enjoyed watching. Uh, the programs of Langley grow over the years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank for you. For sure. Um, so. Um, that's really, that's really nice. Um, I'm thinking about, thinking about us in San Diego. I know. Welcome. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, we just had the holiday season. Yeah. How were your holidays? They were really nice. Yeah. yeah they were really nice. Yeah. I went to, uh, Went to Nicolette's family, her her aunt, for Christmas Eve. Cool. Uh, and then we went back there. We we did a, a brunch with her friend Chelsea and Michael and their two kids, uh, Ellen Quinton. A uh, little Christmas Day brunch. And then uh, Christmas dinner back at her aunt's house, Carmel Valley. Okay. Um, it was really nice. I just had an opportunity to give her a quick squeeze. Yeah. And, uh, it was lovely to see her. And oh, thank you. And lovely to see you together. You both looked stunning. Thank you. Um... Yeah, and hopefully I get a chance to hang out with her later. Yeah, and so, like, what? Tell me about like your transition from New York to San Diego. It was kind of rough. I had only been to San Diego once before to visit a dear friend who is uh, I went to high school with, who's still here actually. She's mere blocks away. Uh, so when I arrived, she's kind of the only person I really knew. But we hadn't spoken in almost 12, 15 years or so. Yeah. So we had to kind of reconnect connect that. But when I first got here, my husband Matt runs uh, a theater company here called Diversionary Theater, um, which is the third oldest LGBTQ theater in the country. It's awesome. Uh, and uh, we're about a year into his uh, tenure there, and I'm super proud of him and what he's been able to accomplish 
just in a, a, a calendar year. Yeah. Um, and this show that the, the show I was speaking about earlier, Civil War Christmas, is part of their season. So I get a chance to collaborate with him on his vision a little bit and uh, and support the awesome theater of Paula Vogel and uh, and have met some great people in the community by doing that work. Um, but before that happened, before I kind of got in there, uh, it was tough. I you know every piece of knowledge that helps you survive in new york is useless here like like what well i mean pick any any day in new york moving from point a to point b is learned behavior after a certain point yeah you, know, you have your your moves and your algorithm to which stairway in the subway you take right and which oh i gotta get to the third car on right. that so i zip up the yeah right and then you know and then when you get up the street or you're in those tunnels it's like you've got to move or you get bumped or stepped on or something gets taken from, you know, like there's, there are walls that some of us put up at times to just to survive in New York, uh, and, and just hang on to a piece of your humanity and not get lost or take 10 hours to get anywhere. Yeah. Something like that. Like that just is, it just doesn't exist here. I mean, you drive everywhere. People are just moving at a much slower pace. So I don't know. I had to kind of figure out who I, who I am here in a way that, who I had to become or who I was in New York was totally different. Who is that person? Who's the San Diego Skyler? You're looking at him. He looks good. He has a Lincoln I beard. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, that came out kind of funny. Like, I'm the no. same person, but like... No, I, I understand what you're saying, though. Like, that that absolutely happens. Yeah, I had, I had some really good gigs going. I was getting cast as an actor out of town from New York. I was... Um, collaborating with Langley. I was teaching a bunch of really cool classes all over the place. I had some really good, strong friends from, for 20 plus years in New York, you know, and then I moved here and, uh, and knew my one old friend and had to figure out who, uh, what kind of, like, where is my artist living in this world here? Yeah. Who, you know, what am, how am I going to make a living here touching down with, you know, not much. And for the first six months, it was really hard. It was really hard to find work in a field that I had experience in, you know, and getting cast takes a while. You know, I've been auditioning for uh, here when I got here for about, a, you know, on and off for a year. And, and this is the first thing. This is the first show. So it took, it took about a year to get yeah. on stage in, a, wow. in a, any legitimate way. But that's that's par, you know, making connections. And it's all about community and who you know and getting the you know getting into that room and having a relationship and meeting people in the community and this and that. That's, that's pretty much how this biz goes, you know? Uh, so it was hard. I had to kind of go back to the beginning in a way. And, and those voices started coming up, you know, those, the evil little voice, uh, which a lot of New York's energy and craziness quieted for me because it was, I was always moving. I was always, I was working two jobs a day. I was, working on shows. I was, you know, I was hustling in New York Yeah, and I lived in, I lived there for 14 years. Yeah. And then you get here and you know, you hear this and I started to change slowly. I started to let those walls down and I started to, I mean, I come from a very small town. So I was kind of got back to my roots of like taking that. eye focus up a little bit, connecting with people on the street saying, hello, I, I don't jaywalk anymore, Ben. Wow. And I love jaywalking. Yeah. Love yeah. it. I'm good at it, too. I've never been hit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Knocking um, on it. I came, I've come close. I believe but it. But I don't jaywalk anymore. I also drive like an old man now. I don't know, I, I don't know if you noticed it on our drive over here today. I, was, I wasn't driving as slow as I normally do, but I love, like, it's permission to slow down. Yeah. And, and 
And I've kind of am on the process of getting to know myself in a way that New York didn't allow me to because I was so crazy. Wow. That's beautiful. I mean, it's really nice. I had a pretty good yoga practice in New York, but it, you know, I, I worked at a couple of Bikram studios in New York and, but that's like go, go, go yoga, you know? Yeah. And now serious, my practice yeah. is a little bit more, um, a little bit more, uh, what's the word connected to the meditation portion of it. Mm. And, uh, and that's really helped. I mean, those, I still, you know, meet, getting to know myself in that quieting way is, uh, isn't, I'm still working on it. Yeah. I, I'm really interested about, I guess your artist self, like that's something I'm, I'm really interested in. And I know, I think a while ago we talked about like, if you were to make like a one man show, what that would be. And I, I've thought a lot about that. Yeah. In fact, before I met Paul Curtis, I worked with another mime uh, whose name was Tony Montanero. Mm-hmm. And he was a he was a great teacher. And Paul was also a great teacher, but they were very different. He was Tony was very uh, very gentle and loving. Yeah, and gave me a bunch of stuff. And then and then I worked with Paul pretty close after. It was a few other companies in between, but Tony and uh, uh, helped me to to create a wealth of solo material, movement mime pieces that have never been performed. Oh wow. Uh, so I, I think uh, I always think about a solo show. Uh, however, it has never happened because I, I think I, I like to collaborate. Yeah. So uh, it's not to say that it won't happen, but um, I, I feed off of people and I yeah. love people and I love riffing and, and if you throw something out, I'll throw something out. And and I love the, the connection, you know, with just one other person on totally. stage is, is super interesting to me. And in a way that's hard to do by yourself. You can, you, you can get at it, but to really find that connection on stage and, and cause that's what I, f- I, I feel is a big part of this whole thing that we call life is, mm. is, is really connecting Yeah, and, and, and seeing, you know, seeing people. But I wonder, I wonder, can the audience be that or like, how can, you know, or is it different? There is a, I, I would argue that there is a dialogue there, Yeah, but that's different. It's different. Yeah, because anybody can be in a dialogue, but do you really see the person? I don't know. And there is that there is that unless it's lit in a certain way or it's in right. equal terms, right. then there is there is a There's status difference between absolutely. an audience and being on stage. I see what you're saying. Um but so there is a bunch of material that is yet to be seen and I'm hesitant I like it and I've opened that book a few times to just to kind of re- review the beats of those pieces and they're not very good. They're okay. Yeah. They would need to be reworked, but they're also from a, a, a younger me's struggles and, yeah. and time that is not as it's not as appropriate anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I would be interested to take that same process now mm. and see what what would come of it. Yeah, to write some new stuff. Yeah, uh, and uh, and put it into like an evening. I would love an that an evening with me. That would be that would be very good. Yeah. Um. So who knows? Yeah. And I, I think one of the conversations we had too is there was, you know, sort of dealing with it's hummingbird. We have a hummingbird sighting. But but I guess I what I'm thinking about, I'll I'll tell you what I'm thinking about is like using my relationship with my family and using art to help sort of process all of that. Totally. And I, and I think I think you had maybe mentioned something about about relationship with your family and, and using art too. Oh, sure. That was pretty much grad school for me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you went to, you got your MFA in acting. At, I did. At Brooklyn College. Yeah. But a step before that, so I had uh, spent many years as a mime. So I was, in a way, hiding from connecting to my voice. Mm. Oh, I see. Because you were silent. Yeah. I didn't speak on stage for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there was a certain honesty missing, missing to my work. There's a, there was a lot of honesty missing from my earlier life that had had to be found that's that could be another topic in a few minutes but yeah um but when i went back to grad school i found my voice again and uh and i had been trained as an act speaking actor before that but was wasn't really ready to own it i don't think didn't really understand it in the same way so grad school gave me connect like you were talking about with paul gave me this honesty connection that i thought that i had been hitting through my work Mm -hmm. but didn't realize that there was a lot deeper to go in that. And, yeah. and there were some things that I needed to work through. And a lot of that was my dad, my father. Mm. And I ended up writing a one man, uh, well, for our final, 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 final in grad school, we had to write, uh, I think it was like a 25 minute piece, solo piece. And mine was about my dad and my family. Uh, and, uh, and, and now it's kind of turned into, into the gold, you know, I think that's, that's a big piece of it. It's like, we all have those, those pain, Th- those pained things in our past yeah and uh and one unique thing about artists is i think that they find a way to use that and and share it or use it and to turn it into something good what were you chewing on in your piece um basically to the, my relationship with my dad um he's a vietnam vet a uh, very very closed person doesn't really talk about anything kind of honest and true so i kind of grew up in that in his house when my mom was there too but you know he sort of set a tone for emotional uh nothingness if that's if that's makes any sense that's not really how i was going to articulate that but emotional nothingness uh, paints a picture yeah i mean so, you know, and I, I kind of grew up, I was the second child. My sister is a, a wonderful human being and was my best, is my best friend. Um, and we went through a lot together. Um, but she, she was kind of the golden child. She got everything right. She was very smart. She was third in her class. Um, and I was sort of this weird little, very freakishly tall, um, <laughs> This little kid that like was I, I've been awkward my whole life. Like, look at any picture. It's like I would my body grew so fast that I never got to know it yeah. until I until I stopped growing, which was like maybe nineteen or twenty. Wow. And then I remember I remember being like, oh my gosh, I don't have to throw these pants away. I'm the same. <laughs> like it's another year and I can wear these pants for longer than two weeks. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I just was I was looking at my relationship with my dad and. Uh, and just kind of unpacking that a little bit and, and getting at a little bit about how he grew up with his family and, and how he ended up where he is. And, and my mom, too. They both come from very, very strange family situations. Um, it's strange isn't, you know, relative, but they're, they both grew up in, in interesting circumstances. Yeah. Um, what and, what uh, can you tell us a little about? Um. Yeah, I can if, if you want to hear about I it. Do. I mean, it's I not, do. It's not a secret or anything, but uh, yeah. Um, I want to get back to your your artist question because I, oh, yeah, I have some artist questions for you too. Great, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. Well, my dad grew up uh, in a very poor uh, area of Hartford, called uh, a poor section of East Hartford, Connecticut, 
um, and didn't really have much. It's, they're very Irish. They're all drinkers. Uh, didn't really have a lot, and then got drafted into Vietnam when he was, I think, just about, like, he just turned 18 and got drafted. So, and his parents weren't, from what I can remember, and the little that I know about them, uh, were also probably not the most emotionally forthcoming people. So after surviving through Vietnam, uh, which my dad doesn't really talk about, uh, he met my mom. Uh, I'll talk about my dad first, and then we'll backtrack if, if we have time. Uh, so, you know, he didn't, he didn't really have a father figure of his own, and I don't think he really knew what to do with me. I don't think he would have known what to do with any anybody, but I I was a kind of a weird little kid, uh, you know. I just I was trying to figure out who I was and figure out how to how to figure out this thing called school, and you know I was having all these weird feelings about boys and nobody. I just didn't know what to do. I didn't, and I and the only way to get attention was to start lying and doing these crazy things as a kid because my sister got all the attention. So I you know I. I started, I started going down these really dark, weird paths of like weapons. And I used to make weapons when I was a kid. And, uh, what kind of weapons did you make, man? <laughs> um, I used to make spears, knives. Uh, wow. Out of, out of uh, what? Slings, slingshots, uh, other projectile type weapons. Wow. Well, how would you make my, them? My favorite was just a good old rubber band with a, a opened paper clip. Okay. Yeah, I could take someone's eye out with that. I got pretty good at it. Damn. And I would take them all to school. I see. And cause and cause mayhem. Yeah. Uh, and got and used to get in trouble all the time. Yeah. So like my dad just didn't, and you know he's my my dad had a some way in to talk to me about anything. Like we would have talked about some stuff, and I you know, but I just I was like just looking for something. Yeah. Looking for by, on my own, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and my mom is an only child. Um, and I know you're an old child I'm an as well. Child, yeah. Uh, so she she grew up uh, as soon as my grandmother became pregnant. Uh, my grandfather left, uh, and they got a divorce. This is back in the late '40s, so wow. it was a very scandalous. Uh, yeah, like when you watch Mad Men, you know that yeah. one character who's that crazy woman who. Yeah. What's happening in her house? Right. That was all going on for my grandmother yeah. and my. So it was basically my grandmother and my mother, mm. and uh, so. She kind of grew up without a dad as well. Yeah. So there's like there's there's no dad figure going on, which is side stories why I really want to be a dad. Yeah. Oh, I really want to be exciting. a dad. I like really bad, but I'm not getting any younger, and it's going to have to happen fairly soon. So yeah, we can talk about that. Oh, I. We're really all want over to. the place here, Ben. No, 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 you're not. Close, you're you're you're. Close I got you. Owners, uh, sorry for uh, no, please, no apologies. Down this no twisted path. No apologies. This is all. It's all connected, Skylar. It I is. think that's the that's the secret of. Of these magical conversations, as we you know we know. we expunge we we kick up all of the all of the treasure, and then we we spend the rest of the time putting it in an artful elegant box I like that yeah so you're you're doing you're doing everything right great, okay, so where was I oh yeah, so so your mom and your mom dad grows up with kind of with an estranged dad yeah and, uh, and I'm sure so that was hard so your dad doesn't have a dad, your mom doesn't well, have my a dad. dad did have a dad, but he was pretty m i a Okay. Uh, he died. <clears throat> his name was John, my grandfather. He died when I was young, when I was like five or six. Okay. So I don't have many memories of him. Yeah. Um, but uh, from what I know of my dad, I don't think they had a very like, come here, son. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Look what you made. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. I doubt that was happening in yeah. the household. <laughs> um, so, you know, then you take 
those two people and you put them together and uh, and they figured it they figured it out like they both came from some some hard times and they managed to raise me and my sister quite well i feel like i'm pretty well adjusted and uh but the you know but the house wasn't uh we weren't known for our warmth and uh and bounty like if you kind of if you came over m- my house as a kid and i asked my mom i was like hey mom uh, you know can jackie stay over for dinner jackie who i mentioned earlier lives a few blocks away uh, she'd be like, well, oh, well, we only have three hot dogs. Now, she grew up in you know, a Depression-era mom, yeah, so yeah. like she doesn't waste anything. But right, she also right. doesn't buy for, like, like I would go to my friends' houses, and they would have these big Italian dinners yeah. or, like, food everywhere. And, like, that just, you know, my house also was very cold. Yeah. We, uh, she kept the thermostat at a very meager <laughs> 65 degrees year-round. <laughs> Um, we didn't have a AC either, so in the summer we get hot. But in the winter in New England, it was cold. Cold, sixty-five degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And but you know, I had a cold house too. I my my folks keep it cold. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, at the same way, they managed to you know help us out with college and mm-hmm. and uh, and set us up a little bit and uh, and they figured it out. So yeah. you know, I can I can make it sound real terrible and bitchy, but you know they did their part that's the thing i think that's the thing that i'm struggling with myself is like you know my parents are so kind and so loving and so generous but there you know there are these emotional pockets and like sort of yearnings that i still have like you know and and trying to reconcile that to try and be like oh well it's okay to for all of this to be true um and to still want things even though you were given so much or that you were given enough in some of these ways. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Like, and I, I also feel guilty for like, Oh, like I wish this like feelings thing could have been different or I wish, you know, I'd had this, like this conversation or these emotional resources because I'm having so much trouble right now. Like, like navigating all this. And yeah, you know, also I can, it's like, but look at what you had, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good lesson in just sort of being grateful for what you do have. You, know, yeah, you can yeah. look at anything and say, oh, I, I don't have that or yeah. missing that or I don't have that anymore. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a different person now, and I can I can look at my dad even if, you know, there's some things that are still lacking that I can say he's come a long way. Yeah. And uh, and I appreciate him for the work that he's done to meet me where he can. Yeah. And I think that, that getting back to the grad school thing, that, that allowed me to see that. Yeah, that's that's huge. So that you were able to you know, process, process that a bit through this, this art and, and through sort of developing yourself as an actor and an artist and finding your voice, I think is a really oh my God, beautiful, yeah. uh, beautiful sort of idea like that you were a mime, didn't speak, then found a connection to your voice. And in doing so, you know, got to get to the bottom of some things about your family yeah it's kind of a wild artist path that's still unfolding but um, yeah yeah it's been it's been uh it's been a wild twisty path yeah and where like and what what's the i don't know what are you dreaming about what are you dreaming about making i mean i'm hearing the you know creating some mime solo work from this from the uh uh uh, what was the your first mime teacher's name tony tony montanero i'll tell you that after we take a short break oh great Stay with us, everyone. Thanks, Cozy Zoners. Stay with us. We'll be back. Can we take that again? That's better. Welcome back, Cozy Zoners. There we go. We're back. Thanks for staying with us. We're uh, 
It's a little echoey in here. Oh, yeah? Do you hear that? Oh. We had to switch locations yeah, let's uh, see. for those of you uh, keeping score at home. Yeah, so we, we are from, went from the outside of the bungalow to the inside of the bungalow. It's beautiful. Welcome. Um, the bungalow was built in 1922 by our landlady's grandfather. Awesome. Her name is Lisa, who lives in the front house. Oh, yeah. Uh, he built it by hand, mostly out of redwood. Uh, and it uh, has some really nice features. I didn't really give you a proper tour when we arrived. I, I sort of took it all in. Give me a tour now. Um, well, we're sitting in the main drawing room uh, by the cozy heat of the Thompson. The Thompson is the heating unit in the in the house, and it's uh, a modified fireplace hearth. I'm going to guess that thing is from the 70s. It looks that way, yeah. It's a old school gas heater, um, and we're sitting on a, a nice couch, yeah. uh, and we've got some snacks out now. And yeah. uh, we had to move in; uh, the temperature dropped. The sun went behind some clouds. It's it, cold. It's a little crisp here in San yeah. Diego for the holidays. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a. Uh, it's like basically a big square. So there's two bedrooms and the bathrooms in the back, which is unique. There's a crossover bathroom, and the kitchen. And one thing I didn't show you in the kitchen is the old ice box. Huh refrigerator oh wow that's on the wall where you put the ice block in the bottom and then it would cool all of your things before that's they awesome. had a refrigerator so if you notice that layout and there's a little weird because it's not really built for a refrigerator but it's still there and most of these houses have been remodeled and don't have those anymore and there's also the, a nice angle on the counter i don't know if you noticed that i did see that uh, but even the drawers and there's a pull-out cutting board i'll have that angle and that's kind of unique and what and what is the angle just for aesthetics or for it's to kind of give you the lead into the back uh, like laundry area back there. Oh, okay. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, there's some really cool built-ins. There's a uh, built-in in the kitchen there with the drawers that are all built in, and then the bedrooms both have these beautiful uh, wall-length built-ins that are really cool. I don't know if you noticed those either. I and didn't. Then the closet, uh, you can actually crawl if you wanted to really freak out a house guest in here. <laughs> and we've had a few. Uh, <laughs> more people visit us here in San Diego than ever came to us in New York. It's crazy. It is crazy. What do you probably think probably had is? 15 house guests in a year. <laughs> I'm not even joking you. And my parents who would not come to New York City. They, I think they came twice. Once for my grad, once for my grad graduation and one other time maybe. In 14 years, they came twice. And, and they, they, live, they live 90 miles away. That's crazy. Uh, they, they came for a week. <laughs> they came for a week here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, the, my point is, is if you open the closet door you can crawl all the way through to the other bedroom that's fantastic i would love that as a kid oh yeah oh sure you, you, crawling around in like secret passageways oh man so many things so do you is this is this place set up for a kid do you think i don't see why not yeah we just need some plug plug covers yeah and totally the heater would be a goddamn disaster we'd have oh, to yeah. put a fence around that but everything else is pretty cool yeah great um yeah, so, like, I'm I'm really curious about your kid timeline. Well, it's something that I've thought a lot about. Yeah. Not, and, you know, it's just, I've, I've always loved kids. I, I My first job was a camp counselor way back when. Mm -hmm. uh, and I came up through the camp and then got a job there. And that when I was, like, 14, I was working with kids uh, and met some great people and, and really loved it and, and was like, hey, I'm, I can do this. I, yeah. I, I'm all about get on the floor and, like, yeah. you know inventing stuff and 
creating building i like to build stuff too mm. that's another side of my uh recently my art i've been building sets i've been oh, doing scenic stuff that's lately. cool um and i've been happy to reconnect with that a little bit yeah um i'm gonna kick my shoes off yeah do it i'm gonna join you i like where you're going with that leg up leg up thing oh, it's the, all good it's a beautiful orange you seltzer. don't have to edit yourself in any way here in the no. cozy zone thank you um oh yeah scenic building uh so the, anyways, sorry, cozy zoners. Again, we have to apologize for the scattering. Oh, sky tales of, sky. of my crazy brain. No, no apologies here, please. Um, Taking off my shoes. Taking them off. Now oh, it's over. My shoes are off. Okay. We have some flutes. Um, there will be. Uh, I know. I see you notice the flutes. Man. Oh yeah. Um, We'll be uh, gracing your ears, Cozy Zoners, with some Renaissance fluting. That's great. In a little while. In a little while. But we have to get, yeah, so, okay, so you love kids. Oh, yeah, so kids. Uh, and then from there, I found ways to get myself teaching gigs, like all the way up, all the time. I was studying uh, theater and movement. Uh, every, all the way up, I've always been teaching kids. Yeah. Different things, usually arts programs and yeah. creative this and that, and then uh, and and then my path took me out west once before when I lived in San Francisco for two That's years, right. and I went out to work with the American, not the Amer I almost just said American Mime Theater again. That's not true. I went out to work with the San Francisco Mime Troupe, and I booked a gig there on the off season when we weren't performing with them. Um, I booked a gig in a classroom. I was a classroom teacher for a year. Oh my god! In San Francisco, in Oakland, in Oakland. What uh, subjects did you? What grade? Can you guess? Can you guess all of that? Let me see. So I would say maybe I'm going to say like sophomore history. Sophomore history? No. I was a, a K through five physical education teacher <laughs> <laughs> in Oakland, California oh. on Fruitvale Avenue. Oh, wow. And it was a huge eye-opening experience for me. Uh, it was a pretty rough neighborhood and a rough school, even for a elementary school yeah they used to uh handcuff kids to the fence all the time <laughs> not coat not Why? kidding they would they, they some of the kids used to get a little out of control they would handcuff i got them? i ch kid tried to choke me one time <laughs> oh um yeah we had a we had a, you know it was a inner city school yeah what that was my first time uh coming out from the the white uppity thing that i you know yeah came from yeah i hear you got real what uh, what was your favorite day uh, teaching gym in Oakland? Oh man, there were there was one day where I used to enlist the help of my friends to come and help me teach. Totally off the books. <laughs> <laughs> they just help me. They'd show up and they would be hanging out with me and my kids. Yeah, and um, two of my buddies. you're like mime friends. Presumably. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, These they... are friends that I met at Emerson when I got okay. my undergrad. Yep, yep. And we all used to perform together. And they came out and made the trip west. And uh, I had my good friend Nathan. Uh, Nathan Phillips, who's in, who just won his first Emmy oh. this past Emmy round. He is an Emmy Award winner. Congrats, Nathan. <sighs> I know. Hey, Nathan, how about that? And my dear friend, Chris Libby, who still lives in San Francisco. I invited them uh, to come to the grounds and uh, hang out. And uh, the organization I worked for gave me all of these prizes to hand out for incentives for kids. And I had a, like a, my office was a bathroom, first of all. <laughs> When I arrived, they said, here's, you know, it's Oakland. So I, you know, I came from the East Coast. I, I've never 
bit taught. I mean, I, first of all, I'm not a gym teacher, Ben. <laughs> you could. You, I'm I not I, a gym teacher. I don't know. I did not grow up playing team sports. Okay. I don't know the real rules of any of those games. Okay. <laughs> um, but you're good at like a physical warm up. Yeah, physical. And, and oh, and by the way, two of the classes that I taught didn't speak English. <laughs> they spoke Spanish. Now, I had a few years of Spanish in high school, but I failed Spanish. Okay. I eventually failed out of, like, got a 62 for the year in Spanish, my junior year of high school. Soixante-deux? Uh, Sesenta-dos. Okay. Sesenta-dos? My Spanish is better now than it ever was living in San Diego. <laughs> I better have a chance to use it again. Anyways, so now there's this weird, white, tall mime teaching PE in Oakland. And I have prizes that I keep in my bathroom. <laughs> my bathroom. Your That's bed. my office. Yeah. It's literally a, like a trailer. You know, like those trailers on school grounds? Yeah. It's a trailer. It's You open it up. It's just a bath. It's a toilet <laughs> and about four, four to ten square feet of storage space. <laughs> I used to do a lot of good thinking in there. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Anyways, but I had a bathroom. I, I had my own bathroom. That's great. Uh, bathroom office. Yeah. But in the, in the bathroom office was... Prizes, Ben. There were crates of them. I had huge bouncy balls. I had. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I had um, pens, pencils. Like it was like a child's wet dream. Prizes, and I like, I, I, I had so many that I, I there was even in a calendar year I was never going to give all these prizes out. Yeah. So I decided one day. Uh. Oh, I also used to do this thing on Wednesdays. It was called Make Me Laugh. And I would line the classes up, and they had one shot to try to make me smile or laugh. And if they did, they could get a prize. <laughs> Everyone would oh, get a it prize. Oh, it was great. These kids would cry. They would come up. They'd try to come up with these jokes, and they would do these weird things. <laughs> and I, and I'm, a, I, if I'm stoned, if I get in my zone. Yeah, yeah. You're it's hard. To you got a good off. deadpan. Yeah. But a couple of them were successful because yeah. these poor kids were trying, and then they, and, they, and they'd get so upset, you know, because they wanted a prize so bad. <laughs> and then I'd be like, "You have to wait till next time." <laughs> I wish I had a. I wish I had an iPhone back then because I would have yeah. a video of this stuff. Yeah, like, it would be incredible. I, uh, yeah. Anyways, the day that these kid guys showed up on the yard, <clears throat> Chris Libby, mm-hmm. Adonis. Okay. He's from Maine. Okay. He is strapping. He looks like. Like a better version of Gaston. Okay. But but like very artistic and very sweet. Yeah, yeah. He shows up, usually with some interesting facial hair, like a cool Captain Morgan twisty mustache sure. or something. And like, you know, these kids, they, they, they looked at me like I was an alien. Like, now there's two of us. Yeah. And uh, we were playing kickball in one of my classes. And I go, Chris, you're up. And he takes the, takes the field. And this little kid rolls the ball like a little kid would and holy shit chris libby kicked that kickball so hard <laughs> that it warped in, in midair I, I mean, you've seen balls yeah, warp in air like that. Sure. It, like it was going <laughs> yeah and he kicked it clear over the school he kicked it <laughs> over the school bed and as it was flying through the air warping going <laughs> All these poor kids, they were looking at, they were just all tracked with it and it disappeared on the other side. It went over my, like my bathroom office because it's it's right in the middle of the yard. Right. And he just (laughs) took his lap and I've, and I used to kick that bar ball as hard as I, 
I could. Yeah. I played with them. Yeah. I didn't come close to hitting that, even hitting the building. <laughs> and he, he went up and over it. I was just like, oh my God. Later that day, I don't know if this is this, I might be melding this into one day, but okay. this is, I'm going to do it for my artistic purposes. Please, here. please. Later that day, Chris maybe left. And, <laughs> and my other friend, Nathan Emmy winner shows up. <laughs> and uh, again, I got this, these prizes coming out of my eyeballs. And uh, I go, let's do this. So I took a huge crate of bouncy balls, like big bouncy balls with like, they had like lizards and like mm-hmm. toys inside. Yeah. That you couldn't get at. Right. But, right. Like, but they were there. You could inside. see them. Yeah. They were pretty big size. <clears throat> and I look across the yard and this is a pretty big, like California school. Like, yeah. Most of its area was outside. Yeah. And there was about 15 kids playing about 200 yards away on the other side of the yard. So we just took, took the box in between ourselves and we were like, and we just started throwing these balls as hard as we could. And, and I can only describe it as like a lurching caterpillar of excitement that was bouncing its way. Like we probably whipped like 30 balls as fast as we could. 30 balls are bouncing together across this yard and, uh, and are slowly approaching this group of kids that don't know that they're imminent. Yeah. And it was like an asteroid field. Like the first one came by and they were like, what? They were like, what? And it was like a few more. Then this wave of prizes just came out of nowhere and they started screaming and dancing. And, oh, it was a good day. It was oh, a wow. great day for them because they didn't really know where they had come from. Yeah. Just giving out joy. Yeah. You know, it was like Santa Claus. Oh my God, Skylar. That makes me think of another part of this, this part of my life where as a big pro, I did so many things that were illegal when I was doing this, by the way. First of all, I was not a certified teacher. That's number one. Okay. But, it's okay. Yeah. You know, California rules back then were a little different. Yeah. You could, you could sneak in yeah. by way of another not-for-profit. Yeah. Well, good for you. And I, I offered as a, a big end-of-the-year incentive for like sportsmanship and respect. Three kids could come with me in my car. And we would go see a movie. Great. That it's breaking a lot of laws. I realized that, but I was young Isn't and I didn't know. Yeah, you don't take kids in your car without like I, per, never, yeah, there's no permission slips yeah, going yeah. on here. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. There's no no one knows about this. Yeah. They were fifth graders. They're ten. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, three kids win the prize, and they all get in the back of my car. I had a little Toyota Corolla, and I drove them. I think I might have even driven them to San Francisco. Okay. Because I didn't really know my way around Oakland very well. I uh-huh. lived in San Francisco. And, yeah. Uh, I kind of wanted to take them to, I think it was the Sony Metreon back then. It's still there. Okay. I don't think it's Sony anymore, but it was this huge, like, state-of-the-art theater that was built back in, like, like 99. Yeah. I took them to the Sony Metreon. And I don't remember what I took them to see, but it was awesome. I took them out to fast food and mm. they're like, I, I like did it all up. They got like, we got some burgers, fast food burgers and we we're eating them. And then we got popcorn and candy at the movies. Yeah. Like, cause these kids, you know, they didn't, they didn't, weren't used to that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So I could tell they were just like, what? And then one of them got sick in the back of my car. Oh, cause like, we had just eaten yeah, too all, much yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and the kid puked in, in his shirt in my car. Oh God. That's kind of bad. bad. And I wonder where these guys are today because they're like, What's today? 2015? That was Two, yeah. 15 years ago. Wow. So they're 25. Wow. These kids that, that I have these memories of are 25. 25. They're out there. Yeah. They're probably there. And now I'm in California. You know, like, yeah. 
These guys should meet up. It was way up. before fe- Facebook and all that. So they, yeah. we, they don't really, we don't really know who each other are. And you don't know names their names. Anymore, but they've... You're, you're here. I you're out I think there. about going back to that neighborhood and, and, uh, and just kind of walking around and seeing if, if, uh, if any... Because I don't, I don't look that different. No, I mean, right I mean, now, I was an adult. you've got a Lincoln beard. I do have a Lincoln beard now. But I, I think about that. them, and I think about the times that I shared with them and, uh, and how much they taught me and how much I was able to share of my crazy brain with them. And I feel like we had a good time. That's really, that's really amazing. Yeah. Do you have, do you have like crazy Langley stories? You probably have shared them with me. Crazy Langley stories. Um, I mean, I also mean like in the field. Yeah. In the field. I know you also like, I probably could think of a few, but I, I just, I, I tend to, when I think back on that work, even though it's only been a year or so, I mean, cause I've tried to d- find similar organizations here. Um, and it's hard. Yeah. They don't exist. Yeah. No, they it's just a, don't exist. It's a unique place. Uh, I've uh, been dab. I work for La Jolla Playhouse here and, uh, and they're a pretty well established company and yeah. it's just, it's just, you can't even compare them. Yeah. And that is a, you know, what is that? A Lord B or something? Lord A, Lord yeah. B. I mean, they it doesn't get any more funded than that out yeah. here except for the globe maybe. And I also tried to work for them too. And they just, it's just totally different. Yeah. I think what's really moving is we just had a, we just had a workshop um, with a, a field agent, a, a former field agent who is deaf and candy. Uh, you know, candy. I do know candy. Candy Brokner, the yeah. interpreter. Mm-hmm. I know candy very well. They did a, a workshop and they, they were, you, you were mentioned that you had Aww. a, you had a sign name. I do. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just, that sort of your work with, uh, Lexington and, and deaf, deaf kids is really special. I don't know. That is a, a very special part of what came out of working with those folks in New York. Um, anyway, to take you from the back of Oakland. So then Oakland, I get back to New York yeah. and sort of teaching and then I found my way to Langley. Right. So I, it never sort of stopped. It, yeah. it was just a continuation. Yeah. But I felt that with my experience with Langley, I became a much better teacher mm-hmm. and were able to, I was able to take all the gifts that I had been given from my teachers and be able to unfold it in a way that actually makes logical sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then I found my way to, uh, to, to Lexington. Uh, and I, I taught, uh, the way I got that, that path to Lexington and, and getting fluent in ASL and spending all those years there was I taught a workshop from a mime workshop for Langley uh, and they were deaf and I, and I, and I just was like, they were really good at it. They had all of that natural physical awareness mm-hmm. and dynamics of mm-hmm. the hands and body. And mm-hmm. they picked it up faster than anybody else I'd ever tried to teach mime to. Yeah. And I loved it. I remember going back to, to Courtney at the time and I said, I loved working with these, this, this population of kids. And, and if you have any special needs openings at any time, I would love to get more experience in this and work at it. And she was like, okay. And then uh, that was my first year. That was in my first year of teaching there. And the next year, an old operative named Jen, Jen Stru- I don't know, I never know how to pronounce her last name. She works up with Shoba, up now uptown. Oh. Jen Strykars? Strykars? Oh. I'm um, sorry, Jen. It's Katona it now. It is Katona. Oh, even better. Yeah. Yes, Jen Katona. Yeah. I love Jen. Yeah. I love Shoba. Yeah. They're nice. We we went to the the Wisconsin State Fair together. You and Shoba. Yeah, me and Shoba and Jen and a whole bunch of other other operative types. You know, other other uh, you know intelligence agency heads. God, they're so cool. There was I a miss them. there was a conference in Milwaukee, and so we were all there. And I I went, and 
everyone was like really we watched some pig races and and got they some weren't cream daryl's high diving racers were they no oh man that's another story for another time yeah um i once went to, to spa castle with shoba and courtney oh wow that's also a story for another time oh my um anyways <laughs> i get a call from courtney that jen uh was moving on to take her job up at cuny mm-hmm. <clears throat> And uh, there was an opening at Lexington to teach residency with Courtney. And I said, I'd love to do it. So Courtney and I started studying uh, ASL together. We took a class at the new school together. And that was my first time studying ASL. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved it. You know, with all the mimes and movement stuff, it came. Yeah. I, it like, it was easier than speaking English in some ways. Because yeah. brains and words, you know, sometimes get jumbled. But again, the body like just knows things that well, you were you opened just let up. it go. Yeah. yeah. So I loved it. So I studied ASL for like. Four or, four or five years, pretty hardcore, taking classes back to back and just really studying it. And at the same time, doing a residency at Lexington every year. Worked with Candy the whole time. And the classroom teacher, Liz, and a few of her assistants uh, along the way were fantastic. And I miss it incredibly. And I was just thinking about, I've had a chance to sign twice since I moved out here. Mm. Just two two very small moments. But, um, you know, you don't lose that. You don't use that stuff and you, it's gone. Yeah. Not gone, but, you know. It's rusty. It's not the same. Yeah. Um, like you're Spanish. Um, I miss it. Yeah, I miss. I miss. I miss everything. Although you know, like, there's some great new things happening here too, though. So yeah, I didn't realize that how much I needed a change to to kind of get to the next level. Because I'd become very comfortable in New York. I'd become, you know, it was safe. Yeah, it had become a safe uh, a place. And now, after having gone through this transition and kind of reinventing myself in a way. Uh, there's some really, really exciting things going on artistically yeah. and, uh, and Matt and I are doing great. And, uh, that's great. Yeah. I really like, I mean, I think what was really interesting that is different than my experience is that there was a lot of protection and safety in your New York hustle. Like you were mentioning that, that there was a lot like that the voices in your head, maybe the critical voices were, were quieted because you were moving so fast in New York and there was all of this stuff happening. And then when that stopped, there was this moment to like actually, you know, listen to sort of all of the things that were in your head, were they good and bad and and all these things. And then as that ultimately resulted in this, this reinvention, I, yeah, and I didn't even know it needed to happen. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'd gotten so comfortable with it, with the pattern that I had set up for myself. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's really. I mean, I I never sat still, ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm still working on that. Yeah, but um, but to actually like just sit and be is the new is is the new kind of area that I'm enjoying. And and I, I have a that. lot of old, kind of scarred patterns that try to take me off of that. Mm. Um. You know, whether it's substances or distraction mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's about to be a new year. Yeah. Do you have a resolution? No, just to, just to kind of keep them. Uh, there's a few things that I'm kind of working on mm-hmm. that I will continue to, to see see how that goes. Nice. Yeah. Just being is one of them. Just being. Just being, you know, recognizing that everything everything's enough and try not to get too crazy. Yeah. What about you? Mine, I think I'm, well, the one I'm thinking about is, is I want to, I want to shine in the new year. I want to like, let my light out. I want to, I want to let myself sort of be my best self and get out of my own way. Is, would that be a new yeah. thing? I would say so. Really? I would say so. Yeah. What has been holding you back? 
Oh man, so many. I mean, just a lot of self doubt, fear. Um, as powerful shit. Yeah. Um, you know, just uh, thinking I'm not good enough, thinking I don't deserve the things that I want. Is that your biggest fear? What's that? Thinking that you're not enough. Um, I think or that you're not good. I think I, it is. I think so. I think it's that's a big fear of mine. Thinking I'm not good. Thinking that. Maybe there, like, there's a monster that lives inside me that if people really saw like the real me, they they would shun me. I think that's like a one of my biggest fears. Does anybody know that person? No, I don't think really? so. Well, I don't think so. And but I'm I'm working on. I I've been in therapy for a, for a year, over a year now, and it's been the best. It is the best. I'm, I'm, I left a therapist in New York, and oh. I have and I have been without it. And oh yeah, how are you doing? I mean, probably it seems like you're doing great. It's up and down. Yeah, I mean, like totally. Well, I want to hear more about what you were saying. Oh yeah, well just just in you know, I am I am working on like tapping into that that monster and making friends with it and uh-huh. I think I think that monster's made up a lot of like bad feelings that I think I shouldn't have like anger and sadness and and jealousy and all, you know, sort of things that I believe one should maybe deal with on your own as uh-huh. opposed to sort of like recognize and sort of let flow through you, you know. Do you do any visual art? Uh, sometimes I would be curious to see if you just put yourself in a room and let that part create something mm. like build something or, I mean, I love or to draw something draw or something. just like, I don't know, mm. be, be messy or, or just let, yeah, see what, see what, see what happens see what that, what, or, or give that piece of yourself an outlet in mm-hmm. some way. Mm hmm. I would like to do that. I know you. I've heard you on other Cozy Sons talk a lot about the artist way. So you should get yourself a, a an artist date with that. I should. Yeah. I yeah did my morning pages this morning. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Nice. Yeah. Um, Skyler, you're you're a listener of the Cozy Zone, so you you probably know that I am a I'm a representative of the Cozy Zone Foundation. I'm aware of the Cozy Zone Foundation. Um, and they're an amazing organization. They have a lot of money, and their mission, as as you may know, is to commission artists to create uh, incredible collaborative works together. Um, and I am so excited and honored to be here with you to you know figure out what exactly we could make together if we had unlimited funds and and our hearts and our minds and our experience and our unique friendship what what would we want to put in the world i can't wait to find out yeah me neither um well i have thought a bit about this but i i'm gonna try to uh just remain open and not not uh let's just create it right now together yeah i have thought a little bit because i knew this question was of course well what i mean what are your ideas just i'm that's not gonna not gonna one thing close anything i feel like that we both sort of share and have enjoyed when it happens between us is is a little bit of the weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and i think that exists for everyone and i think that it's really nice to hear or how i'm interpreting your new year's resolution of of not that you, what you're saying is you need to let a weirdness out of you, but what, how, whether it's weirdness or fear or something that needs to, to kind of come out, that's I think it's true. a great place to start. I think that's a, I think you're, you're hearing, you're hearing correctly. Like I just sort of saying yes to 
saying yes to what lives inside me and knowing that it deserves to air out and be seen. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I love about the Cozy Zone Foundation mm-hmm. is that because of its funding, the a, the ability to cast a very wide net to uh, to expose many people to this to this idea yeah. is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not I mean, it's not a boutique, you know, no. local thing. It, it is generally global in scope. Yeah. Um, and can take as much, you know, there's there's as many sort of collaborators or, you know, but it, it must be our idea, our concept, our name. So I would say it's got to it's got to have the potential to get a little weird. Oh yeah, I think yeah, it um, has to. I, th- I would also say music would be a part of it because okay. I know that you also enjoy music. I do. And enjoy we didn't music. get a chance to talk about music. Oh, we're yeah, we're not done. We're just we're just doing the. But what about music? I don't know. I had I had a whole list of questions I wanted to ask you, and I haven't oh. had a chance to ask any of them yet. Well, all right. Well, we're we're here. What? Well, we this is what do you what do you want to know about music? I don't know. I just know that you like music. You sing. You, I do. Uh, yeah, it's part of your life. I yeah. don't know. I, I, so maybe we the Langley get it by way of the Langley project. singers. Um, how did your uh, your uh, last gig go? Was good. We were at the Christmas party. What did you sing? We oh, I didn't tell you this. I meant to tell you this in the car, but we actually um, we changed the lyrics to the Twelve Days of Christmas to the Twelve Days of Langley. <laughs> Uh, or, or the, Oh, is it, can I listen to it somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. There's a video. Um, oh, great. I'd yeah, love to, I can, I'd love to hear yeah, and it, see it, that. You know, Cora, it was like on the first day of Christmas, Cora said to me, oh, geez. yeah, what'd she say? Um, or, oh no, that, sorry. It was uh what's better than Christmas Cora asked of me. And then, then we say the, why it's Langley, you know? Five Russell balls. Oh uh, yeah, we it was juggling rings. Oh, there you go. Uh, Russell balls is a deep cut. Deep cut, just because. Because he's not there. Right. Oh, you mean Jonathan? No, I'm just what saying. Yeah, I'm saying we, Russell's not there. I never oh. like I only I know them as Russell balls, but I'm just saying. Oh, uh, those are top secret files. We probably should avoid. Right. Mm. I mean, these are just anyways. Anyway, uh, I so, was wondering. I don't know. I just if we had a second, I was going to ask you about some of your, we have a second some of your music. Just sort of what you know, what, what you're jamming on, or what your, your go to is. And oh, here, I, I'll just ask you all the questions I was going to ask you right now, and you can pick whichever. Yeah, you sure. Want. I, yeah. My other one was Hamilton. I, we just listened to the Hamilton soundtrack. I haven't heard it yet. It's good. It's really good. I hear it's good. Yeah, it's good. I haven't um, seen it, but I listen to the soundtrack. So here's all the questions real quick, and then mm-hmm. you can just do whatever, whatever yeah. you want with them. Do my, if you had, could have one wish, mm-hmm. what would it be? Oh, my God. Okay. I, can grant, I can grant your wish, because I'm also a member of a, a, an organization oh, yeah? that grants wishes. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. It's called the Wish Foundation. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great name. <laughs> Unlimited funds. Yeah. To it's not grant a collaboration. A wish. You get to just chip I just, It's so just my wish. One wish, mm. like for real. Like yeah, yeah. I can make a wish happen for you. Yeah, okay. Anything. Okay, I'll think about that. Um, my other you. one was, um, what was the moment in your life that you feel was the contributing force to you becoming an artist? Oh, my God. That's another one. That's a great question. Um, <sighs> who inspires you? Okay. I've I've got a lot. I mean, maybe I should just cap it at that. No, the, I yeah, because if someone is listening to this cozy zone, which I'm sure they are, you have a wonderful following. Yeah, pretty good, um, healthy. You know, we'll always we want don't more. Need to take up their whole day. No, 
but well, you know, it it is a commitment. The cozy zone is definitely commitment. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> you know, and I haven't told you this, but the reason I've been able to listen to so many of them is I listen to them uh, when I drive up to Orange County when I do uh, the Big Apple cl- Clown Care. Oh wow! Well, and how long of a drive is that? That's about two hours. Oh, great! So that's like it's it's like nearly. Uh, you can probably barely get through a cozy zone. One cozy zone. I, oh, I can definitely. It's, yeah, sometimes my phone doesn't cooperate, but uh, <laughs> but I I love cozy zone. Oh. I love it. Skylar, you are oh, so sweet. Oh man, I, did, I don't think I've properly welcomed you to my cozy zone. No. Right on. Yeah, I feel, welcome. Thank you. I, I'm curious what the like. Uh, my, I'll ask you that. We got to figure out this art thing, and then I got to answer oh, right. all your questions. Yeah. Um. Oh man. We didn't really talk about love either. We, I wanted oh, to talk to you about love. Oh gosh, well, this is fine. So at the end, there's a. It's like, is there anything else you you want to ask me? At the end, I usually ask that, but. Okay. We here we you've asked all the things. I think I think this is great. I'm I'm Oh man. I mean Okay, so this is I'll tell you like if I had one wish. Mm-hmm. So have you seen the movie um uh Shame? I don't think so. With Michael Fassbender? I don't think so. Okay. Shame. Shame. Should I go check it out? Yes. Definitely. Okay. So Michael Fassbender, do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's handsome, he's a handsome man, and he is a sex addict. And the movie follows his life sort of as he like goes around and like you know cruises people and like has sex with them, like okay. all, like sort of all the time. It's a like a narrative though. narrative movie. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Uh, yeah. He plays this guy, and <clears throat> he has a sister, and like he ruins all these people's lives, and he's ruining his own life, and he's so sad, and it's so like awful. What if my life, like, what if I could, like, go around and, like, cruise people and it was, like, just this joyful, like, you know, just, like, walking down the street, like, oh, yeah, they're pretty, like, uh, cruising you, like, let's go, let's go do this. Yeah. And it's, like, really great and we, it's all really nice and benevolent and, like, so it's just sort of, like, I guess, like, like a beautiful, like, joyful life of, like, constant casual sex with, like, uh, everybody. Okay. That would be my wish. That's your wish. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need me <laughs> to make that happen, Ben. I know. Well, yeah. Well, maybe I do. So, as I said, like, there's a lot of barriers. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of, you know, s- social. You mean s- like people like looking at that lifestyle and saying, "What's the deal?" Yeah, or just like, you know, how would you like properly communicate that? Like, you have to, you know, you have to like cultivate. Like, probably, I mean. In my experience, it's probably best to like cultivate some sort of like rapport as opposed to like, oh hey, like. I mean, I think the rules are to be written, right? I right. mean, as long as I mean you're honest. Yeah. No. I, I think as long as you're being honest about what's happening, then people are adults. Hopefully, it's true. I mean, not talking about younger. No, no, no. I'm talking about like people of age, consent, consensual adults. Sorry, I'm I'm a creep. It's okay, man. This is also where I think we're jamming about our our weird. Our weird symphony or whatever we're making here, we got. We got this is all. This oh, is all boy. part of it. Okay, so 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 that's your wish. That's my wish. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I, I've like told my therapist this. I've like this is like kind of like something I've told a lot of not a lot of people, but like people in private, public, private settings. So if this, let's say that this, I wave my magic wand, yeah. and this is now when you walk out of my cozy zone, it's going to start. Yeah. Do you think that's just the way you would live your life the rest of your life? 
I mean, I'm sure there would need to be like some boundaries and like downtime and like, you know. But it sounds like if you remove the sex part of it, yeah, that it's just this great way to be open and vulnerable, yeah, and share whatever it is that you're good at. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but the sex part is if you remove the sex part, but it's not my is, wish. But the sex is the easy part, Ben. Is it? Yes. I don't know, man. The sex is the easy part. Is it? Yes. Why? I'm telling you it is. I don't know, man. How is it easy? I've never because, found it easy. I've never found it easy. It's, you, could, you, could, you could put whoever you want on. You could wear any mask you wanted while you're having sex. You can become anybody you want when you're having sex. Okay. That's, that, it's, that's mechanics. That's plumbing. That's hmm. physics. That's just that's this. I'm making a gesture. It's like a tiny violin or like you're, you're crushing a bug between. It's your... also ASL for several. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but you know what I mean? Like I think actually coming up from that, I mean, and, and I realize that sex isn't, isn't the easiest part for everybody. Yeah. But I think, I think for me, it, it's a lot harder to quiet down and actually look at someone and connect with them and be be honest and talk about stuff. Yeah. And, and I, maybe I, I would argue it probably is different for everybody. But yeah, I think to I'm me the opposite. Me. I'm, really? I'm switched. I can... You can just drop into that. Yeah. That's why we no, do... That's why we're doing this. Well, you've had a lot of practice at it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It didn't just You have just to remember come. that when you welcome Cozy Sunrise in that. You're the master and... But I'm in your space, you know? Yeah. You know, oh, there's the... There's the there's, MIG. There's the MIG. That we're referring to the large bird that's not a hummingbird that's trying to figure out the hummingbird feeder. <laughs> and I have to think that it's getting some sort of mana from that because it comes back over and over. It might just get a drop here and there. Because you'd think a bird, even though their brains are very small, that if it wasn't getting anything from that, it would probably move on. Yeah, it probably gets a little bit. Because birds drink... Oh, it's gone. Birds drink water. Anyway. No, I, I'm glad we're having this conversation, Ben, because... I. I don't think I've really fully looked at it that uh, that it could be. Uh, I know it's different for everybody, but yeah, yeah I guess whatever whatever we're walking around with is going to be easier, and whatever we're dealing with is going to be harder. Right. Say say that again. Well, I'm just I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think that you know it's dangerous what I just did to sort of make grand statements about what's easier and what's better for people. Wait, but that's not you're fine. You, you the, like we all know that that's what you think. That's fine. That's true, but I just, you know, you're fine. I want to be I want to be more more fair and open than that. Okay. But like yeah. I got you though. Okay. Um so will that would that solve your problems? That wish? Yeah. No. But it would maybe. What I, do you think your biggest problem is? My biggest um I think I think not being able to like really love myself. Maybe it would. And I think I think my wish gets at like well what if what if everyone what if everyone loved me exactly the way I wanted to be loved. That's probably at the that's like underneath that wish. So you wished everyone would love you the way you want to be loved. Yeah. Have you told anybody that? I don't think so. How do we know? We, I, I, from what I gather, there's a lot of people that love you. Oh yeah, no. Oh, another another problem is it's like I don't, I don't like let it in, because I like I don't believe it. 
Hmm. And I'm working on it. I'm like working on like being open to that and like seeing that. And I do know that intellectually, but there's like a lot of like emotional sort of barriers in actually getting to that, getting to that. Yeah. And yeah. And maybe like, maybe my wish is like letting that love in too is what's underneath that wish. Hmm. Yeah, man. Cozy zone. Cozy zone. Um, who inspires me? Skylar Sullivan. Aww. It's true. Uh, I, like every time, like sort of in all, in like going back through like how we met and like all of the experiences we have, it's always been like a bit of like, wow, this guy is good at what he does. <laughs> he, he, See, that's funny to hear because in some ways, like, you know, I'm, I've got my own stuff and of course hearing that it's like, you know, you're like, what? Yeah. But if you could hear what I'm hearing, you know? Yeah. Well, if you could hear what I'm hearing, do you hear what I hear? What I hear? Little Ben Weber mm -hmm. in the cozy zone. Mm -hmm. Um, well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. No, you're welcome. So we got all this money. Yes. And we're going to make a weird, a weird topia. What, what is like weird? Like, well, I want to get at the issue by way of the weird. Okay. And one issue that I think it needs to be addressed is the race issue that's going on okay. in this country right now oh, and God. across the world. Yeah. Or let's just, uh, maybe we could, I mean, I mean let's stick with race because there's a lot of issues going on in the world right, right now. Um, but let's 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 do something around that okay how do you i mean but it's a collaboration so you can either you can veto no. you can i mean races 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 horrendous the not the, all of it yeah it's t it's it's like let's get it together let's get it together so there is let us just let's acknowledge that in something that i believe about race is uh human beings are m most comfortable when they can create categories for things. Like we are, we are a, a, a species that 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 needs to create categories to understand the world around them. And there is a certain safety in creating in groups and out groups, othering people, like having you know your clan, your tribe as different than another clan or tribe, um, just to sort of you know help with resources to, you know, it's helpful, like whether it's family, whether it, it's, you know, you're, you're more than family, your little cohort, your tribe, and then sort of your nation, your, the people who look like you, all of that. That is not to say that like, none of that is actually a material reality. Like that is something that we do so we can help ourselves understand yeah, it's the, way the our chaotic. Work. Yeah, exactly, and to try and make some sense of the chaos that is happening in this universe. Right. But also, people, there is like, it is very connected to belief. Like, people believe that if you're a certain color, that changes the way that you act. If you have a certain religion, that you are different, and that people believe that in their their bones and their guts and their flesh, and you can't very easily shift someone's beliefs and nor nor can you do it any any sort of forceful way and so perhaps you know in in what we are our, our weird method that we're going to concoct together like it it needs to sort of challenge people's beliefs like we that, uh -huh. because i i have i have racially 
prejudice beliefs like that are in that I fight every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, I don't know about I don't know about you. I mean, I've had to work really hard to repattern some some brain waves because you know I grew up with parents that were general generally open, but you know we live in and the realities of our world are that you learn that stuff from all over the place. Yeah. So there's a lot of behavior that's had to be uh, unlearned and uh, oh, yeah. and smoothed. Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking right now. All right. But I I, I'm, I want you to chime in. Because, of course, of course. I uh, will. Your opinion is valid and welcome here. Thank you. I'm thinking of... we. Go, it's a traveling show. Okay. We find ourselves in communities. Mm-hmm that may or may not need healing healing. Oh. I think a lot of communities do every, but, everyone, needs but I healing, think sure. here's a couple ideas. One is that we show up and we invite the people that need to be at this party. We invite them to a party. Okay. And I'm thinking in, in very clear terms, I'm thinking of black and white. Okay. Cause I want to get at at sort of changing people's minds about this and, and, and continuing the conversation that is just starting. Right. In our country. Right. In a way that needs to be happening. Yeah. These are just ideas. This is I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening. So we get everybody in a room and then something happens. Something happens through art or or weird mime or music. Yeah. um, To bring people together. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's great. That's a beautiful sort of beginning. But I don't know if the party is the right setting because then it's a little bit of, it's a little duplicitous of saying here, come here for this reason and now there's something else. Right. But maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I, I also hear, I, I mean, it's very important to be relatively transparent about what you're doing. Totally. Um, but if you say like, oh, yeah, this, um, I mean, a party is a very beautiful framework for, for what you're, you're thinking about. I really, I am, I am drawn to a party. Well, what about this? What yeah. if we create an ensemble of people okay. that's racially balanced? Okay. Or you know, diverse in lots of ways. Sure, and we and it's a weird movement style thing mm-hmm. to live music. Okay, that gets at race issues and maybe even Katayan gun violence. I mean, I like that. I so l- you basically you go to some event like we roll into Detroit. Okay, and at the Detroit so and so so and so so and so, where everyone gathers in a somewhere in a mixed way, it's kind of like gangbusters guerrilla theater, where we they see this profound weird piece. Yeah, and after they're changed in some way. I mean that yeah, but like the I guess the question is like what exactly is the piece? I think we should let's dis- talk about that. Yeah, I don't. I like. I like the idea of a, of a party, but I also so there's two there's 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 two things, right? If you just show up to an already existing event, that means you can talk to the people who wouldn't opt in to the party, right? So like you you have a party, you send out an invitation, people can opt in, opt out, right? Um, but really, in order to you know spread the message, we would want to talk to people who might not necessarily opt into some sort of racial art party. Right. That's why I'm thinking more of like this kind of underground ensemble that right. can show up at a church right. or show up at this grocery store or show up right. at center field at the football game. Right. It's drawing a thousand people. 
I know that if I was a spectator who didn't want to see a weird movement, Pete, like I would just be like, fuck these guys. I'm tuning them out. Like, I don't care what they're saying. I don't care if I agree with them. Like, this is not what I. That may be, but it's, it's there. Okay. But then, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate a little push back. I like, I mean, I like weird ensemble movement. Let's talk more about the piece and then maybe it'll okay. become clearer. Okay. Um, so we, you know, we are both, you know, we, we have a lot of, we have white privilege. We have totally. male privilege. Absolutely. And so, you know, we'll, we'll be coming, we'll, you know, the ideas for this piece will definitely be coming from those perspectives, not to say they're invalid, but, but just to, just to say, um, I, <laughs> I, I just had an image of like, Oh, this is, this is a bad idea, but I just have to say it. So there's like a bunch of like skins on stage. So like these rubbery, like prosthetic like suits, cocoon like cocoon skins or just like people skins of all sorts of different colors. And that like, you know, we're, we crawl into these skins and we crawl in and out of these skins, uh, as a metaphor to living in people's different people's skins. Hmm. It's not, it's not the That's best. Weird. It's weird, but it, it it would be interesting to play around with our prejudices and our, our preconceived notions of, of seeing what you think are certain races doing certain things mm-hmm. and then removing those skins and realizing that, I mean, it's sort of like a mask, but, um, you know, that we're either all, you know, if there was, it'd be cool if you were wearing three skins at once, because mm-hmm. then you could take one off. Mm. You could, I'm not sure how this is working yet, but show your true skin. And then there's like, the, then we all remove our skin skin and mm-hmm. we realize that we're all this like we're all just these like bloody like bloody skeleton sacks, sacks. that's pretty gross yeah <laughs> but I guess like gonna love to hear about this I have spend. to I have to tell you though like there is also something like there is something powerful like if you if I'm like watching a baseball game and I'm like sitting next to some guy and he's I'm just like glancing over and then this guy like unzips his like skin and he becomes this like bloody sack like I'm going to like pay attention to that like that's like fucking bizarre totally I feel like unzipping skin like that's I don't know that that's like I couldn't look away from that like someone like removing a skin Shedding their skin is something I would not look away from ever. Right. So logistically, special effects wise, you would be made up with, so you look like a bloody sack. Then you would put on at least one skin. At least. Yeah. And maybe you would have your own skin on top of other skins. Like, yeah, you would, I like the multi-layer and would it be a zipper? Would it be? I don't know. I mean, we would have to talk to the technicians about that. Our designers. Yeah. Our designers. Um, I'm not really sure. And I'm not really sure this is <laughs> coming together. <laughs> However, I do, I feel strongly about finding a way to bring some weird art. Cause I, I like weird art. I think that it's a great way in to yeah. uh, a dialogue. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it sounds like, it sounds like you're not sold in the skin zipping. No, I'd like the skins. I'm, I'm more concerned now about the movement piece. Okay. Um, you know, I like themes of coming together. I like themes of helping each other. Gratitude. Um, 
I think it would be pretty cool. I mean, Gorilla Theater doesn't... When's the last time you saw a piece of Gorilla Theater? Like, out of nowhere, um, somebody rush, rushes up and does something. With, I don't with know. no notice. Not, not... I don't, I don't think I've ever seen it. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm sure it happens. I'm sure there's people that do this sort of thing like, all the time. I've been in it. Or I've sort of, you know, I've like been, done a part of it, but I've never seen it. The other thing I was thinking about, this is a whole other idea, is something where we put out like a, like an instruction booklet or a, or a video and we, and we teach people a few things. Okay. And then we go, we go travel to different communities and we show up and they already kind of know their role in this. And maybe there's a, a piece of piece of choreography or material for each side. And then they come together and they perform it together. Mm. That's nice. And I, I guess it would sort of be looking for people who are amenable to that. Cause a, a lot of people in this country may not be interested in working on that yet, but it would be, and then maybe there's a party afterwards. I wonder, and it also that makes me think of Where that, the skin, the skin dancers. Are <laughs> I mean, that makes me think of ASL, and it makes me think of like, can you, can you create choreography inspired by ASL, so that like literally there is there is meaning in the movements that you are doing, and that there's like repetitive movements that you can then transmit. Yeah, there are. There, I mean, ASL poetry is is kind of getting into that, which mm-hmm. you're talking about. So they they, you know, they don't use things like rhyme or right. um, meter in the same way that mm-hmm. poems are created. But there are things like the hand shapes that they play with, mm-hmm. and they riff on the the way that the language works mm-hmm. in its own way. Yeah, and it's very cool. It's very specific, though. Yeah, but and, but it, but yeah. I think that you know maybe you, what if you honored some of the physical language of the two heritages. Mm-hmm. You know, aspire like like African American dance or, you know, whatever. Yeah, and I I think too. I mean, you know, the the idea of like racism and othering is goes beyond black and white. Although, like you know, in this country, you know, Black Lives Matter, uh, very much. You know, and and like there's there's like clearly very visible black oppression. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's also, you know, all sorts of other oppression. But I would say that, you know, you know, like white people need to. I, I would invite white people to check their privilege somehow. Oh sure, yeah, and I, I, I the, hopefully the part of the goal of this is to like continue the wonderful work that's being done by that organization, Black yeah. Lives Matter, and and get you know get those conversations started, yeah, and, and start to heal a little bit, yeah. It's funny because the play I'm in is all about this as well, mm. and it's amazing that you know back in that time when Lincoln was dealing with all of that stuff, you know, like it's still, it's still happening. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, it's just a little different. Yeah. But we but still have some work to do. So I don't know, maybe we can think about that a little more, but where, that, that's the goal. Where have you like, where have you felt healing through movement? Like what, what movement has healed you? A specific move? Mm, or a dance or like a performance or a dance or like when you're, you were using your body artistically. I find that if I don't move around in like an expressive way that the, the tension in my body will, will take over. Okay. And, uh, and I've found a great practice in yoga and some, and other things that 
I don't know. I, maybe it's just the way I'm wired, but I, I can feel my body. It's just, and I'm getting older too, which mm-hmm. is part of it. And it just gets, it is taking more work to keep it limber. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, I, it is like a, like I turn into like a weird skexy. Mm. Uh, yeah. Dark crystal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I feel. Like, yeah. you know, like a big crow or like my, sh- it's just awful. And yeah. when I move it and if I have an opportunity to actually move in an artistic way or mm. express something, then it's like, it's like therapy. Okay. But that's, that's how I'm wired. I, I, I empathize with that. I feel that I think I have less opportunity to move in an artistic way, but I do love to do it when I can do it. It's so freeing. I know. Yeah. And a lot of times we just, you know, Oh, we can't, dance down the street because that's weird and people right. will look at us but right all the t- i have those impulses all the time i'm having a good day or i'm having a bad day or something and i it's like you know that moment where you just want, you need somehow their way to to deal or express this idea i mean movement is such a you know lovely word because it has to do with both you know moving your body and also some sort of political movement right or this it 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 speaks to you want to use physical movement to inspire uh, political movement, a, a, a raising of consciousness, a shift in consciousness, justice, you know. And it's not a thing that most people in this country do. They don't right. move right. around very right. much. So I wonder, I wonder if, it, I mean, so then I wonder if it is developing this vocabulary, like a, a bit of movement or like some sort of movement poem that, you know, that is like we share and develop and, and hone like it, you know, <clears throat> I'm just trying to think of, I like that. If we provide a structure, yeah. a framework, and then depending on which, whatever community we can reach can insert their own right culture. And that, uh, you know, it's like, I'm picturing, I'm picturing this as at a stadium, you know, we all love to do the wave, but what if there was, you know, hmm. you know, what if it was like similar to that where it was like, Oh, this is a, a phrase of, of, six or seven different things. Interesting. And you, you do it and it means this thing. I like that. Um, and then maybe there are, there's like a moment of solo, right? Yeah. And it's also, there's also these, this. these pop songs, right. That are like dance songs as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's great. I mean, you, and like they either like sing the national anthem at events, you could do this beautiful tapestry of movement mm-hmm. and, and maybe sound. Yeah. Uh, together and that's sort of a way to say um let's work together let's move let's move on this together i see that you know i see that we're different i see that we're the same i honor all of it yeah yeah and there's also a responsibility from our end as well yeah what's happening and how we can help yeah to to try to change the the way that this country operates yeah so i like that a lot i like that okay great so that's it so yeah so it's a movement it's like a it's like a movement, like for lack of a better word, like saying grace. Mm-hmm. So it's like a like movement. a prayer, a little prayer. But like mm-hmm. the wave, like everyone knows it is like yes, mm-hmm. I got. Did you see that wave? Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a it's like a, an embedded movement phrase. Like yeah. it's like a new new handshake. Yeah, it's a new like way to say namaste. Like I recognize mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming to this table as a open vessel to help. What do we call it? Movements day, now now movements day. <laughs> Naming is always the hardest part. I love that. It's my favorite part. Is it? Yeah, because it's so uh, awkward. Um, there's no way to do it elegantly. 
and I think that's I, I, think, I think that's, that's real. A, I I think we can get to it. Oh, I, I I know we can get to it. How much time do you have? All the time. Great. We have one. Let's 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 say like two minutes. I'm just kidding. Um, how about? So like the things that are like it's like the wave. It's like the national anthem. It's like the cha-cha slide. It's like. Mm-hmm. It's like um, Soldier Boy. It's like the hustle. The hustle. It's the electric slide. Do you know the hustle? No. I mean, I know the electric the slide. Is, um, do the hustle. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All I keep thinking of is joy. Okay. So can we can we do something to the word joy to um yo let's do the joy yo let's do the joy hustle joy hustle joy slide joy joy the reach hustle up hustle up hustle's the wrong word hustle up the the joy omatic the joy machine joy machine that's not bad mm, how about not quite it Groove, Groove Armada. That's a real thing. What about the jam? The jam. Um, space. Moves? Space jam. Um, size. Size and jam? J- jam, jamaste. 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 I can live with that. Jamaste. Mm-hmm. Great. It's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous, but jamaste. I like Jamaste. Jamaste. I think that. I like it's it. a jam. It's a jam of movement, of, awareness of the godlike qualities in a, a song. Yeah, I the light in me recognizes the light in you. Jamaste. And you've got good moves. Good, great moves. Let's do it in a stadium together. Yeah, at this uh, this Ben Folds at concert this, or at this uh, little tyke football game in yeah. Louisiana. Jamaste. They could use it down there. Yeah. Is it cultural appropriation? Yeah. <laughs> are we okay with that? Absolutely. I think the goals are stand for themselves. Jamaste. I'm I'm happy calling it Jamaste. Me too. Great. Um, Mark Maron inspires me. I listen to his podcast. I like his comedy. Yeah. I am really into him. Uh, I like Carrot Top. He's playing Vegas right now. I know. He has been for years. I know. I gotta go see him. I hear it's the freshest show in Vegas. Really? Mm-hmm. We just went to Vegas recently. Oh yeah. I surprised Matt with uh, some tickets to see our favorite rock band. Who's that? Heart. Oh, my God. Good job. Do you job. know their music? A little bit. I, I think so. What about love? Oh, yeah. Don't you want someone to care about you? Oh, yeah. You would love it. Yeah, I do love it. I know that song. These dreams go on when I glow my eyes. All number one hits. Yeah. How do I get you alone? So good. They're awesome. That, Led Zeppelin calls them Little Led Zeppelin, by the way. That's cool. Uh, I took Matt to see Heart, and it was a great show. <laughs> we were in the second row. Wow. Uh-huh. Good for you guys. And I saw Carrot Top was playing at the Luxor. Oh, yeah. Um, he looks good. He does. Yeah, he he's great. great. Yeah. Yeah, Carrot Top. He's Apparently, he's been doing it like he's had a show there for 12 years or something. Yeah. Who's, who's going to see Carrot Top? I don't know. Hillbillies. Hmm. Yeah. I should have gone and checked out the show. Maybe. How much longer are you here for? Well, we um, we're going up to Big Sur. 
Oh. Um, camping tomorrow. And then we're back for the show. And then we get to spend New Year's Eve yeah, together. New Year's Eve. Oh, that's yeah. going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. Um, I think I just have one last question for you. Yeah. Uh, is it time to wrap it up? I think, I think if I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. But I'm, I'm feeling great. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for this last question. Well, it's a, um, then, I get one more question. Well, you know, whatever you need, but we definitely end with flutes. And I also have a gift for you as well. Oh, okay. A, a small token. Okay. For hanging out in my cozy zone. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So uh, let's have my, why don't we ask each other one last question? Okay. Then flutes, or do you want to end on the flutes? And uh, we end with a song. So we end with flutes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one question each, my short gift, and then... Then flutes. It's a very short gift. That's okay. Um, all right, last question. Oh, you... Oh, man. You you asked the question about, like, when did I... Yeah, let me hear that. Let me know. hear answer for... Or was there... Can you was track... There... Was there a moment that you, that you think was, like, that was the causing effect of you having to take this artist's path? I mean, I think I'm still uncomfortable. I'm still like trying to be okay calling myself an artist. But do you do you I do now? As an I artist? do. Yeah, I do. But I mean, I like in kindergarten. I like stood up and like we had to like say what we wanted to be when we grew up. And I said stand up comedian. Like I was a young. I don't know. I was. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember the inciting incident, but it was sort, hmm. sort of always. Wow, since five. How is your stand-up coming? Oh, man. It's still in my head, but I have a lot of... I, it's it's in my... It's roiling in my guts. God, I want to see it. I know. I want to show it to you. You know, and I we said we would do that together, and I, I haven't... I'm but not saying I'm, no. I, I'm not saying no. I haven't really done it. I went to, like, one open mic. God, we should have done that while you were here. Yeah. Well. Still time. Still time. I could arrange for you to do a... F- Tight five at the New Year's Eve party. I would, I would, I, I would do it. <laughs> really? Sure. <laughs> Why not, man? If not now, when? I don't know. You have five ready to go? No. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I could get, I could, I yeah, could do I've something. I've never tried either, but let me. I'll, I'll work on that and see. That would. Be, it may not be appropriate for the where we'll be, but probably not. Um, but maybe. Let's continue to to push ourselves yeah. to make that happen. Cause I think I, I I've always kind of wanted to try that too. Yeah. And I've assigned it as an assignment when I teach. Uh, I, I taught college for a very short time, and I assigned that. They had to come up with five minutes of stand-up in one of my classes. Yeah. And it was brilliant. It was amazing. What they, I mean, they were all different, and, like, some of them were just so weird. And, like, you know, whatever. Was it good? I thought it was amazing. Yeah. But, the, I mean, they were terrified. They were, you yeah. know, were first-year acting students. Oh, yeah. were just taking an acting class. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's a good assignment. I know, right? Yeah. Do you have one last question for me? Oh. Um, you can think about it while I go get your gift. Okay, yeah. I'll think about it. Um, this has been a really, really special. The great. Yeah, I love the candle. We have an amber and smoke patty wax apothecary candle. Um, oh, yeah. I, I know. I think I know. Well, oh, Skyler, what... So, we're in your we're in your your bungalow right now, but there was a place you were going to take me if the weather had cooperated. Can you tell me about like your your true San Diego cozy zone? Sure. Um, you know when you asked me to do this, 
my first thought was, oh my God, where's my cozy zone here? And it, t- it was a big question yeah. because I'm new to this area. Um, and I was looking, I was searching for it because cozy zone can mean a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but I just, there was one spot that I continuously found myself at, uh, down in mission Bay. Uh, I know you think you've been down there. We went down the last time yeah. we visited, we were in a different part of it, but this part, Bonjourno. Bonjourno. <laughs> I think about that sometimes when I'm biking that path. Bonjourno. Um, I found these two, like these deck chairs that are out on this beach on the bay side that over they're at the very northern arc of the bay. So when you sit on it, you're looking south and you can see downtown, you can see the whole bay, you can see these islands, these beautiful trees, and the distance there are these two huge mountains. And it's it's just a beautiful mm. spot. And off season, there's no one down there. And Matt and I took a bike ride there uh, when I was like, I got the spot. I, 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 we were sitting there. And I was like, this is perfect. Um, but uh, today's weather report did not look great. In yeah. fact, it was supposed to be raining all day today, which is rare here. Yeah, it's clouding over. So I got kind of scared. Plus, it's a, it can get windy down there. So yeah. I, I wanted to give us some good conditions to record. But that's it's a nice spot that I wanted to share with you, and I also wanted to do the biking part of it, yeah. which is part of it. Which uh, I don't know if we mentioned it on the air, but I had some property stolen recently. Kind of a bummer. But bike we're property. On. We're moving on. Yeah, sorry. We're moving on to, to and looking around and still being grateful for what we have. Absolutely. All right. Well, I have a short a short gift for oh, you. Sky. Um, I wrote you a poem. <gasps> oh, dearest Ben, is a beautiful like Tiffany Tiffany green envelope. I'm going to open it. It's sealed. I love the sound of... Sounds great. ...of, like, cards and paper. Okay. Share it with the audience. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, this is so nice. Okay. For Ben. Cozy zone. Things. Many things. Too many parts that plague the peace. Plague. Plague. You want to take you want to take two on that? How do you Here, say? Why don't I read it? How do you say plague? Plague. Plague. Here, this is a reading of uh, the new poem, Cozy Zone. Okay, sorry. Gifted to Ben Weber, twelve eight. Oh, I just boned the date, twelve twenty eight fifteen. Cozy Zone. Things, many things, too many parts that plague the peace. Scratching, always creeping closer closer the only antidote there for the taking a cool exhale where warmth and joy await the connection of a fellow fate together they blend beautiful tones like a daring duet on an old xylophone these two have found the cozy zone thank you Skyler that's so good that's so good oh it's signed oh and in oh. the spirit of that, um, it's now time for some time fluting. For some flutes. Which, um, are you going to go with that one? That one's harder to play. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't care. I, I trust you. Okay. Um, we had a name. We had a, a group. Did we have a name for our, our midi or early music group? Um, I don't remember. I don't know. But did you ever solve the, the, I never, the conundrum I of never, the, the I secret, never, <laughs> the secret I never was. knew. You sent me a, a recording of some beautiful flutes. <laughs> And I, I never figured it out. It's been years. I, will, are you going to tell me? Or? Would you like to know? I would like to know. 
Um, well, let's give you some history. Whenever you, if you come over to to my house, uh, wherever I happen to be living at that time, a few things may happen. One, which I was going to try to force us to do, but it doesn't make any sense to do this on an audio program, which is a floor show, mm. which is where we put on music and you actually, you do like your own music video. Okay. And it's very therapeutic and okay. amazing. So that's a floor show. Okay. That's not going to happen today because it's radio and the Sure. We could try to commentate each other's floor show, but that might get okay weird. Ne- next time. Next time. And then the other another there's a lot of things I can remember. We roll a lot of Yahtzee and we haven't talked about Yahtzee. Oh my god, we haven't talked about Yahtzee. We have so many things to talk about. Holy shit. We might have to do part two. Oh, here's another thing before we get to the flutes is that when I'm in New York again, which I think may be April if I can work it out with Langley. Okay. Or or maybe in the summer. Okay. I would like to interview you in your cozy zone. You got it. Has anyone ever offered that before? Um, yes, but I've refused. But I, um, I'm thinking about the next sort of season of cozy zones. Are gonna, I'm gonna, it's going to be bringing people to my cozy zone. Okay. Yeah. And having you have one, I assume. I have many. Okay. Well, I just thought that you'd provide this wonderful yeah. thing for people. Yeah. And I would love to, uh, to hear what that's like for you. Yeah. And that's... give you a chance to be the, you know, just to, to, I don't know. To be the on the other side. Yeah. yeah. I would love that. So uh, we'll talk more about that. Great. Okay. So um, so flutes. Uh, sometimes we get together and play flutes. And uh, we're going to improvise a, a short flout medley. Great. Um, That's Ben. Ben's warming up on his soprano flute over there. Thank you so much. Thank you, Skyler. Wait, but who was the... I guess we missed that part of the cozy zone. God damn it. Well, this is great. Um, Jamaste. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you, Skyler. This is so fun. (laughs) I love you, Ben. I love you, Skyler. Oh. Thanks, cozy zoners. Oh, yeah. Thank you. See you guys Thanks for putting up with the scatterbrain of Skyler You did great. Come on. Come on. Lots of love. Lots of Jamaste. Intimately finding our peace for cozy zone and Ben he interviews friends it's awkward and then it's cozy zone occasionally it's a lovely thing to be nosy in somebody's cozy zone so please Snuggle up sweet A beautiful thing is 